This is Mia. This is Michelle. And this is Cassie. And we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello, all you Shadyside High alums. Pack your boxes and call the moving truck. We're spending the summer at 99 Fear Street, where the rats are violent, the walls drip blood, and nobody's making it out unscathed. Not even the dog. That fucking dog. I was... As soon as you started talking about getting a dog, I was like, no. 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 So many times, I remembered everything. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I wrote, don't you fucking dare, Bob, in reference to that dog. He did. And... But it, uh, he's done worse. I feel like um, it should be in the, like, homeowner's agreement when you move on to Fear Street. No animals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was a homeowner's agreement. I don't even think there was, a like, a home, deed no. or home insurance. Or, listen... There definitely wasn't an inspection. Oh, definitely not. A lot of people are involved in buying a house. Like, I've just done this. There's so many more people involved than just your realtor. Yeah. How this got as far as it did, I will never know. They must have really bad credit. (laughs) They had the worst credit. Right, and then so they were, like, looking to buy a house, and they only had, like, they saved up, like, $25,000 or something, and then this guy was like, Sold. He was like, we don't even have to go through the banks. I'll just take that. Right. I'll just take right. that and it's yours. No paperwork. Right. But he said something about a mortgage. I think he was lying. How could there have been a mortgage? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think the banks work with ghosts. <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe in shady side they do. Good point. Anyway, I love this book. Just saying it. Me too. It was really good. It was good. It's still so good. It was totally like maybe infringing on some copyright, but it was really good. Why <sighs> was it infringing? Like, this is Poltergeist. <laughs> it is Poltergeist. It is it. With the, I'm in the TV. He's in the walls. The girl okay. in the TV. Similarities does not mean infringing on yeah. copyright. I said it's a little bit. Like, no, it was tropey af as the kids say all the best ways like Like, horror movie tropes to the extreme in this book chilled in this with this book yeah 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 i like that like you knew it was a supernatural thing that was happening it wasn't like hmm i wonder if it's like no he was like straight up Uh (laughs) like i wonder if it's a sister who's like really like yeah no no It's the sister who nobody believes and keeps spouting all the truth. Right. Um, I wonder how, like, I don't remember the first time I read this book, but reading it so many times and knowing what happens, I feel like made it even more intense because I was just like, oh God, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Oh no. Is that the way you wear with cheerleaders? Um, less so, but the, the, the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. As soon as, like, she... Anytime they mentioned the locker room, I was like, this is it. This is it. (laughs) But with this one, I remember... And I I read this one, I feel like, fairly often. Like, I've reread it in the last 
I don't know, three or four years. So I knew almost everything that was happening. Okay, so I haven't reread this and I uh, didn't really remember. I remembered it was like a haunted house, but I didn't know all the details. So I didn't like know what to expect, but I like did not want to stop reading it. Like I was into this book. It wasn't like, oh, some of these books, I'm like, oh, I have to read this because we're like doing the podcast. Like, but I don't really feel like it. Yeah. This I didn't, one, I was like. I didn't even hate the characters. No. Like, sometimes they were a little annoying, but especially once it started getting, like, real dark, they stopped all that annoying right. stuff, and I just, Yeah. Too much shit was going shit. on for you to, like, even get to yeah. know the characters, really. And there was almost no teen, like, annoying drama, because they no. just didn't have time for that, and no. they didn't know anybody. Right. And the people they did know were, you know... Ghosts. Well, I was... <laughs> violently named. Okay. <laughs> so... Okay, do we do the back or the cover first? We always ask this. I know. The back. We do the back. <clears throat> the scariest address of all. Twins Callie and Cody Frazier aren't thrilled that their family has moved to Fear Street. They've heard the strange stories. They know about the centuries of nightmarish terror. But... What they don't know is that they've moved into one house that even their neighbors on Fear Street are afraid to enter. The house that stood mysteriously empty for the past 30 years. They moved to 99 Fear Street. (laughs) Now they must learn the secret of 99 Fear Street. Or they will become the next victims of the House of Evil. That was your best one. I was going to say, that might be my best yet. Okay, wait, they didn't know about the... the, the Yeah, they definitely did not know. They did not know. Because when he started saying, you know, oh, like, you live here. I don't live here on Beer Street, no. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did not know. And when they learned about Fear Street, they also learned about their house at the same time. Yeah. So they did not know about the nightmarish terror, centuries of nightmarish terror. Whoever wrote this did not actually read the no, book. No, that's annoying. Do you have a tagline on your front of your book? Because I don't. No. Okay. Nothing? Like, nothing to say? No. It's the cover. The scariest address of them all. I know, but I thought it would say, like, you know... The knife on the cover looks like the knife I cut myself with. <laughs> yeah. This book was very triggering for me, considering that I have a knife wound on my finger. Self-inflicted knife wound. There was only one knife wound. Yeah. But this is the knife that I cut myself with. And also, the oh, the garbage disposal, because it's my finger. The garbage disposal, like, always freaks me out. Like, my own garbage disposal, like, every time I turn it on, I'm, like, I have my hands, like, behind my back. Like, no, don't, don't hurt me. This is so triggering. This book is why I'm afraid of garbage Garbage disposals. Okay. Yeah. This book traumatized me. I feel like, I think mine came from, like, some 80s, like, cheesy horror movie of some sort. Right. I remember being so afraid of garbage disposals after I read this book. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was already well acquainted with garbage disposal. Because <laughs> this came out in 
mid 90s, right? 94. I looked it up. Okay. So yeah, before I was 13, I knew about garbage. I knew all about yeah. the. Yeah. My grandparents had a garbage disposal and my mom well freaked me out about it much before 1994. I don't know if I knew anybody with a garbage disposal that when I was that young. Something like got stuck in my garbage disposal because like when I turned it on, it made like a really loud grinding noise. And then yeah. Josh, my husband was like going in there to like get it out. Cause I was like, there's something in there. And he was like, oh, let me look. And I'm like, he's like putting his hand in. I'm like, don't put your hand in there. He's like, it's not on dummy. It's not going to just turn on by itself. I'm like, you don't know that. <laughs> um, you should give him this book and be like, this is why. Yeah, like, here, read this. Now tell me if you want to go get that. Yeah. <laughs> I felt very, very, very brave when I was uh, taking the paint off of those tiles from my fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing it in the sink. And the thing is, is the paint's still sticky. And I didn't realize that until the water stopped, like, going down the drain because the paint was getting stuck. Oh, shit. And I reached in, not all the way down, but just into, like, where the rubber is. To uh-huh. And I was like, this is the bravest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> You're a hero. I am. <laughs> no. If I didn't have a husband, like, I would still have like, something stuck in my garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. I would probably have, like, called a plumber. <laughs> just been like... Deal with it. And been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You put your hand in, you get the spoon out. And then you lose a finger. Exactly. I'm not getting ground up. I'm not losing two fingers. Nope. So why is her diary just floating in the air with a knife? Yeah. It's a really good question. I've ever noticed that it's just they were like, around. They were just like, let's put things in. Okay, so we have the house. Check. We have the girls. Check. Now we need like some other items from the story to put on here. Let's do diary and knife. That's like really bad Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that. They didn't need they, that yeah. at all. It could have just been the girls been with like, the the door. Yeah. Or it could have been like the they could have did the ninety nine and blood. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. That would have been totally fine. This. The floating diary. It's really weird. <laughs> I also feel like the girls on the cover, like, they look so 90s. It's like they could be in a sitcom. Like, without knowing anything about this book, I looked at this cover and I was like, oh, so the one on the left is the sexy older sister. And the, like, one all the boys like. And she's a little bit ditzy and popular. And the one on the right is the unpopular, intelligent, younger sister. Yes. And I was basically right. The only difference is they're twins. Right. That's, and oh, and then I also thought before even cracking this book, they probably have an annoying younger brother. Oh, James was my favorite character. <laughs> I didn't think he was annoying. Oh my God, he was so annoying. No, I liked him. I- Shut up about the missing dog. Oh, Cubby, Cubby, oh my god, Cubby, Cubby. You have to find Cubby. What would happen if your dog disappeared? I, I don't and then know. you can hear him barking in the house. I don't oh my know. god, so weird and confusing. You would be, you would be inconsolable. I know. It's true. It doesn't mean I want to read about it. You would be <laughs> more annoying than that kid was. I agree, but I still don't want to watch, read, hear... I felt so bad for him, and I knew it was too. And I knew it was coming, so I was like, "Ugh." 
He was annoying before that, too, so. No, I loved it. Like, yeah, when they were getting out of the car, like, there was, he was just, like, that kid. He was, like, definitely cliche younger brother. I don't know. I feel like he, he wanted like, all the things I want. He was, like, I want a game room with a Nintendo and a, and a, a pinball machine. I was, like, same kid. Same. He definitely was annoying about the uh, game room, though. Where's my game room gonna be? Which room can be my game room? Shut up, kid. Uh, You're not getting a game room. You should have seen me about where I wanted my secret door. Where can I put my secret door in this house? Every time we looked at a different house. <laughs> it was basically this kid. He was like Sean from the cheerleaders. Yeah. No, I, th- yeah. I don't think he was that annoying. He was. Minus the bad pranks. Yeah, there were no bad pranks. There was no... He said stupid stuff. Like... He's a kid. Yeah, I know. He but didn't was... say anything that stupid. I did not find him annoying. Well, I just did it. To each his own. <laughs> Does that mean we're done with the cover? Yes. Yeah, I'm done. I totally had bangs like her in the 90s. Didn't everybody? Oh, yeah. Maybe. The wispy bangs. Yeah. I wanted that, that. That's what I wanted my bangs to look like. They didn't look like that. Right. And like, okay, so it was like having bangs like that was such a pain in the ass because if you had like a bad bang day, you're fucked. Yeah. Like it's over. Yeah. Like your day's, your day's over. Like there's nothing you can do. You can't fix it. Yeah. Thing you can do. Bad bang day. Those are the kind of bangs that like you have to blow dry them. Like. Yeah. There's no yeah. other way to deal you have with to it. Do this, then you have to do this, and you have to make it like this, and you have to curl them under, and it has to. This has to happen. I mean, and if they don't, if they're not doing it, I had curly hair, so it was like. Did you have bangs? The biggest with curly hair, bitch. Um, not for too long because mm-hmm. biggest bitch, but <laughs> yeah, for a short while. My best friend has bangs with curly hair. I don't understand how she has maintained them for as long as she has. Sometimes it looks really, really cute, but I just, I don't even like all the crap I already have to do with my hair. I don't Yeah. yeah. I only had, I wanted to get rid of my bangs forever, but like I only had them because my mother cut my bangs from like so far back that I had to keep like thinning them out, like a chunk, <laughs> like layers of it. You can't just let that grow out because right. you'll just be like, it'll look like you. You're like. Cousin it. You know? Yeah. So like you have to like, grow them out like sections at a time and by the time I got them like thin enough to like that I could grow that part out it was I was graduating high school oh my goodness that's how far back my bangs were cut from wow yeah thanks mom wow so anytime like one of my friends had daughters I'd be like don't cut bangs yeah don't do it I think when I was really little um for, like, all growing up. Yeah, until, everybody in the 80s did. Yeah. Yeah. At least I didn't have a mullet, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom did lots of very traumatic things to me. <laughs> I'm trying to look to see if my niece has bangs. I had a perm. No, she doesn't. Um. So, yeah, no. I definitely... By the time I was old enough that my mom would have let me get a perm, my hair had gone curly. Mm-hmm. Did you have a perm? No. Never? No. No. My, my mom always got perms, but no, never did. Never really wanted one. I think because um, I 
like when I would like same thing when I got old enough that I would have wanted one that was the period of time where everyone was into like moose and scrunching and I thought that was disgusting so I was like I was like no we're gonna we're gonna keep with the straight hair like not my scene so uh I never I never bought into that all right so now we're done with the cover right yes (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into it then? Yeah. And the prologue with Bob's favorite, the 1960. And then it doesn't even say that it's like not the prologue. It just says chapter one, which I guess it's like fine. But <laughs> I wanted like, okay, now it's present day. Yeah, I agree. I was just like, wait, are we still in the... I find it weird that everybody kept talking about how old this house was when it was built. In yeah! It's like a 30-year-old <laughs> house. Like, calm down, people. Yeah. This this yeah. town was established in like the 1800s, and you are living in a post-war house. That is not old. Shut the fuck up. My house was built in 1873. Like, sit the fuck down. Seriously, this is not an old house. No, it's never been lived in. Right. It can't be old. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it's falling down because it's cursed and haunted and whatever, but right. It's literally, like, across the street from the burned-out pyramid. Right, exactly. It's like you're surrounded by these, like, Victorian mansions, and no, your house is not old. Get away from me. Yeah, I felt like that was one of those, like, Bob trying to act like a teenager. Like, he's like, a teenager would think 30 years is so old. Not for a house. Teenagers aren't that stupid. (laughs) I don't know. I don't pretend to know how Bob's mind works. <laughs> okay, so we start with the prologue. It's 1960. There's, like, some builders working in the basement, two guys, and they um, are talking about how all this crazy stuff has been happening since they started trying to build this house and how they lost, like, did people die? Someone fall off a roof? Yeah. yeah. Weird things were happening. People died. And then this guy's like, I'm gonna, like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can, like, get in my Impala and go to the Beach Boys concert. Okay. In Waynesbridge! How is Waynesbridge a big enough town to have a Beach Boys concert? So, I did my research, and the Beach Boys didn't even form until 1961, and they didn't become popular <laughs> until 1963. So, I don't know how they knew about the Beach Boys before the Beach Boys. <laughs> Once again, historical inaccuracies one, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, I was listening to the um, Fear Park episode and just thinking about all the historical inaccuracies. <laughs> like, I love that they're still coming. Yeah. I was like, well, when I read that part, I'm like, Beach Boys, 1960. That sounds a little bit, like, early for that. Yeah. I actually think that this is worse than any of the ones in Fear Park because the 60s are, like, his era. Right. Like, yeah. He should know this. Right. Yeah, because he had a teenager in the 90s, so he, like, yeah, he was, like, he was probably a teenager in the 60s. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know. Like, if I was writing a book today and I wanted to be, like, oh, like, 
1992, they went to a Nirvana concert. Like, I'd have to look that up just to make sure that Nirvana right. was touring then. And, like, were they actually, did anyone know about them yet? Like, when right. they first on the scene exactly? I don't remember. I was young. Yeah. You know, so I'd have to look that shit up, too. So, I mean, like. Yeah, but it, I mean. Look it up. <laughs> Right, but I'm I'm gonna give Bob a little bit of a pass on this one just because he didn't have Wikipedia and we do. True, true. So I guess he would have to like look up Beach Boys in the encyclopedia and hope that it actually mentioned the year they were founded. Or he'd have to dig out his old like rock and roll magazines. <laughs> like see I doubt he has them. Yeah, Bob does not have Rolling Stones from 1960. That, how do we know things back then? Man. Encyclopedias. Encyclopedias and actually, the world book. Right, Microfiche. Now, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I'm like, holy sh- like, shit, how would you find out when they were formed? You went to the library. Would you like, call like, Brian Wilson and be like, hey, dude, when did you form? <laughs> how did you do it? I feel like it's more likely that you could do that now than back then. I know. <laughs> Bob's a, you know, famous author. Can... At this point, he could have had his agent. Metropolis can play the drums with the Beach Boys. They're friends. Bob can call them. <laughs> but Jesse, Uncle Jesse is friends with them. Bob could have his agent reach out to the Beach Boys agent and be like, hey, I'm doing some research for, Bob's doing some research for a book. Yes, exactly. Um, in what year did you play in rural Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> or at least in what year were you formed? Okay, but Uncle Jesse's not famous. John Stamos is 100% yeah, famous. but on the show, he's oh. a drummer for the Beach Boys, like, it, just by, doing, by being in the Jesse and the Rippers band that no one knows of. All right. He had that one hit. <laughs> that was fucking when he was playing Kokomo before that one hit me. <laughs> Why didn't he ride that Beach Boys train to success? I don't know. It's a good question. Um. Anyway, uh, Bob, now I'm picturing that video. Remember when they tried to change the, that the, song? Like, yes. <laughs> Forever. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. That should have been Will Smith's costume in the new Aladdin. Should have been. Oh my god. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to change his like soulful like forever song yeah. into like a rap song. It was like it was like MC Hammer meets Aladdin. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it was so oh, bad. I want to watch that episode oh, now. Me too. I want to see if that's on YouTube. Yeah, I bet it is. So Bob is seventy-five years old. He was born in nineteen forty-three. Which means he was twenty. He was seventeen. In nineteen sixty, he would have been seventeen. Yeah. yeah so he was a teenager. Sixties are his is it, his yeah. era. It's in his wheelhouse. He fucked up. <laughs> that's that's the, a remake. That's the remake that's, video. That's the one that he put his foot down, and then they put his stupid babies in it. And I was like, this is dumb. Really? Because I loved that one too. I was like. Oh, oh, Uncle Jesse's so cute in this. I hated when Uncle Jesse got married. I hated really? everything about it. I was like, but Uncle, no. But Aunt Becky was no. awesome until she bribed Aunt her Becky. kids' way. <laughs> it was like, Michelle was an old Aunt Becky oh, hater. I always like, I liked Aunt Becky. I didn't. Aunt Becky's like, Miss Goody Goody whatever. Uncle Jesse rode a freaking motorcycle and was in a band. So they're in the basement and they're trying to like fix cracks in the foundation and like 
they hear scratching noises and then like a rat comes through or I don't know. Yeah, and then like a lot rat of rats. Comes, <laughs> yeah, rats come pouring out of the wall and um, then like a shadow comes out and they both die. The end. They definitely performed a blood sacrifice though. So. Oh yeah, because. Uh, there's that. What yeah. do you mean? They, he likes. Yeah. Yeah, he like. Yeah, they were like talking about the cracks in the foundation and he was looking for pain and he stabs himself with a screwdriver and the blood drips on the floor and that's what set everything off. So. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Blood sacrifice. Okay, so now it's 30 years later even though it hasn't told us that. Right. You know, chapter one. (laughs) Um... The Frazier family is driving to their new house, and I'm like, is this bad dreams all over again? Like, does this not follow oh, yeah, bad dreams? Yeah. Like, almost. And, uh, what is it? The one with the creepy attic bedroom. Oh, secret bedroom. Secret bedroom. Yeah. No, I thought, didn't they find it right away in secret bedroom? And we were like, how does she, how did Leah's family find it, but the people in bad dreams who were from Shadyside couldn't find it? <laughs> Now, these two are in the same thing. At least they're not and from Shadyside. Yeah, but then the sisters don't get along in the same way yeah. that the other sisters didn't That's get along. That's true. And Very bad dreams. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't like that book, so I hope this isn't, like, <laughs> going to follow This that. one's better. Thank God. But this was how bad dreams should have been. Agreed. Right. But it also made me start thinking, like, maybe there's some sort of weird aura that, like, keeps people from finding Fear Street easily. Like, like... It doesn't want to be found? Yeah. I don't... This is now two families moving on to Fear Street that haven't been able to find their house. Yeah. And it's a big-ass street, like... So they have this, like, whole sibling fight in the car, and they get there, and they see their new house, and it's a big shithole. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... just need some love. Oh, yeah. And then they're, like, going into the house, and, um, like, the mom's like, here, take these really heavy dishes. I'm like, oh, those aren't going to break or anything. Right. (laughs) Chuck off the good china. Right. And then uh, a tree limb just, like, while she's walking in, the tree limb just falls down and almost kills her. She drops the box. Yeah, I'm not usually for cutting down trees. Like, I, I like a tree in the front yard, but... Not a crazy old tree that's going to fall down like that. Yeah, and I don't think I want an entire forest in my front yard, which is kind of what they made it seem like. And this is where we get the sibling, like, rivalry, like, where Cody is, like, jealous of her sister. Because we're, like, in Callie's point of view. And she's, like, thinking about how... She's the how, how she's the pretty one and the funny one, and everyone yeah. has, has all the friends. And, and I was like, like conceited much. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is when I was like, oh my god, this is like Fear Street or Bad Dreams Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the way the book goes, I like that it's in Callie's point of view, though. Yeah, I think that's. I think that makes some things that will happen at the end a little more unexpected. Right. Was it in Callie's point of view? Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, third, uh, 
It wasn't, it was a... Uh, it wasn't first person, but it was... No, and it wasn't omniscient third person. It was a... Uh, I guess it kept going back and forth earlier in the book. It just, to me, it felt like it switched to Callie later in the book. Limited third person, I think. No, it pretty no. much just followed Callie. And, like, we heard what was in her head, but we didn't hear, like, what was in anybody else's head. It's third person limited. Okay. It means it's not first person, like, I, but it's always, you don't get anything that they that like Callie wouldn't know. You don't you don't yeah. get scenes without Callie in them. Right. And you don't get like the brother you you get okay, you, she knew the brother was scared, but the brother didn't tell us he was scared. Right. Like we didn't get to hear his thoughts. We only knew he was scared because she knew. Right. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's weird though that like it's Callie's perspective, but I liked Cody better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I at first I thought Callie was like I I wasn't into her because she's kind of yeah flighty and not even flighty. conceited. She's kind of conceited, but I don't know. I liked her more and more as the book went on. I didn't. I liked Cody less and less as the book went on. Yeah, my Like she was. I mean, if she only was, I would have went to the coffee shop before you. Like no, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She was getting on my nerves. I mean, she was right with all of the haunted stuff, but that right. was really getting on my nerves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but then well, she'll make up for it. We'll get, oh, well, she, she comes back. Book three. Oh, okay. Um, is that when they film a movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> so, we pick up the China, and then Mr. Lori shows up, the realtor, and he's just like, oh, like, Welcome to the house. Here's the extra keys. How did he make keys? They're the same keys. Yeah. Where did he get them? He's the owner. Yeah. They're his keys. I guess. He had them. Right. He owns the house. Guess. So, um, they go inside and, like, gross. This house is disgusting. There's like a black spot in the middle of her bedroom on the carpet. What? No. Listen. (laughs) Things before you move in, like tear up the nasty carpet. Yeah. Also, it should have been a red flag that he wasn't legit because I commented, oh, look, another Fear Street realtor that's not Suki's mom. Right. Good point. Suki's mom. It's not legit. That's a good point. Should have been a red flag. Yeah, well, um, do you think Suki's mom is really pissed that all these, like, interlopers keep snatching up good business? <laughs> I don't think the 99 Fair Street is good business. No, but the Frasers are good business. She could have sold True. True. Well, True. No. sucked in other ways. No, because they didn't have credit. Good point. She, like, has to go through her, like, a bank. Um, so... Oh, like nobody's lived here though. Like, how is there a black spot? Like, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> like, nothing good happened here. They don't know that nobody's lived here though. They just say nobody's lived here in a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, they, they don't find know out. That yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, also, there's a point where James says, maybe there's a ghost in my room, then I'd have someone to talk to at night. And I'm basically like, this kid is me. <laughs> this kid is 100% me. That's why you like him. <laughs> So he wants to go into the basement to, like, see if there's enough 
like room for a pinball machine. Right. And they go down there and there's like rats and one like jumps and like, like a feral rat jumps out and like attacks her. (laughs) And like grabs on her leg. Yeah. So weird. Fine. They're like, okay, there's rats in the basement. Like, let's just keep living our lives. Like, I would, I'm sorry, if there was a rat in the basement, like, I would never sleep again. Like, the whole, this whole book would be, would be, if I was Callie, the whole book would be, like, we'd be talking right now, like, can Callie shut up about the damn rats? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I would be able to think of. Especially if one attacked me. I'd be, like, laying in my bed thinking, okay, one's just going to jump out of, like, the shadows and attack me. They don't just stay where they're told. They're not, like, guys, stay down here in the basement. Unless they're the ancient evil's familiars. Well, yeah. Well, if they're red-eyed, yeah, like, those, demons. Those rats yeah. are obviously demon rats. Right, but they don't know that. So, I mean, rats go wherever rats want to go. <laughs> so, they have attacking rats in the basement, and then... Long story short. Yeah. He's like, we'll get an exterminator, let's move on. I'm like, huh, okay. So, um, oh, and then this guy shows up, Mr. Hankers. Yeah. I was suspicious of him because that sounds like a fake name. I know. Glenn Hankers. Yeah. That's Scooby Doo name. Yeah. It does. <laughs> you know what else sounds like a fake name is Mrs. Nordstrom. Like, I was, at this point, I was not suspicious of the realtor because his name sounded legit. How come we didn't get, like, what's up with these two? Uh, I believe we'll get that. I have so many questions. They are, that is one of them. obviously dead. Yeah, so they come back definitely in the third book, and I don't know if they come back in the second book or not. Yeah. They they just showed up too quickly, too conveniently, based on what they were looking for, and they also didn't really do what they were supposed to do. And I kind of get, like, a handyman showing up, like, I saw you guys were moving in, and this house looks kind of decrepit. Maybe you need my help. Right. But a maid just popping in? Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? And, like, shortly after the handyman. Also, if they have no money, how are they paying this maid? Right. And also, like, how's come they get this handy- handyman? They have all these things to do. And all he does is come in and go straight down to the basement all day and all night. And they never, they never say anything. No, else. they're always like, guess he's still trying to get rid of those rats. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how many rats are down there? Right. Like, why are you not asking questions? Like, you should be in the know of the rats. Um, so he's like, yeah, you can, like, get started on those rats. Right now. Right. And he's like, okay. And he goes right down to the basement. Because <laughs> he's obviously down there doing, like, demon like <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> Demon circle. Demon-y things down there. Um, so, like, now she's, like, writing in her diary that we have to talk about the diary, I guess, because it's on the cover. Um, <laughs> oh, I really didn't like uh, Callie in this first diary entry. Yeah. Oh, my God. When she starts talking about, like, telling us about how she stole Cody, and she was like, they only went out on one date. I mean. Oh, I know. You're twin sister you're a bitch right fucking classic shady side boyfriend stealer right but this is the same what didn't this happen in bad dreams yeah okay yep the one went out with somebody for like a day and then and then she's like well it's not my fault he's like you better um so she's sleeping and 
Oh, she just goes to sleep. She hears rats in the attic. I don't think those are rats. I don't either. And then she just goes to sleep anyway. Yeah, right. I would ever go to sleep if I heard rats in the attic above my head. You're not a big fan of rats, are you? Dude. <laughs> and bugs are a no for me. Hard no. Also, it's what chapter are we on? Are we on chapter three? Uh, yeah, yeah, three. All right. Well, in chapter three, I think it was like the next morning. Yeah. They they're talking about um, how the brother is still sleeping, and I was very concerned because that usually means dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would have done the same thing as the brother here, though. I know, right? Because they were like, he's probably just sleeping because he doesn't want to help. Like, it's fair, <laughs> right? Smart. Yeah. So they're going to find jobs in the town. Like they're getting ready, and then um, or Cody opens the window, and then it like just slams down on her hands, and then and she's like, nothing happens. She's like, "My wrist, my wrist." First of all, that's not what you people don't say that. <laughs> Second, like they're fine though. So why are you? It should have been one like ah. And then we're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> the injury that she had, it was a bit of an extreme reaction. Yeah. Because, like, nothing was wrong like, there. Come to, like, I would get the first scream because, you know, scary, scary. And also, it probably did hurt. Yeah. And then she should have been like, I'm okay. Yeah. So then they, okay, so they go job hunting. And then they're meeting back at the, the corner at 5 o'clock. Why is it? that the corner, a coffee shop, smells like frying hamburgers and french fry grease. (laughs) It's a coffee shop, and I have a theory that Stein originally had the burger place in there, but then he remembered that he burned it down, so it was a coffee shop, but he forgot to change the description. Probably. But Maybe, I was, but I think if Bob wanted it to be the burger place, he just would have made it the burger place and not... Coffee shops do not smell like burgers. <laughs> this makes me angry. If you're going to a coffee shop that smells like hamburgers, you're going to the wrong coffee shop. Also, or, and or, that would be some real gross coffee. Oh. Like, I definitely don't want to drink that. Oh, you're going to the wrong coffee shop. <laughs> well, is there's that- only one in Shadyside. In fact, I think maybe you don't understand what a coffee shop is. Yeah. So Callie gets there before Cody, and um, she meets a boy named Anthony who's working there. Ooh, a boy! And then Cody comes, and she's like, oh my god, you're already flirting with somebody. If I would have got here first, he would have flirted with me. Calm down, Cody. And then we have the store that I hate. Too cute. I thought we would never hear that again. I thought that was a one-time thing. Also, was it verified in the last mention that it's a couples store? Yeah. Okay. Couple was that really a thing in the nineties? No, no one did. Well, besides Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Well, (laughs) to the VMAs, they had their couples clothes custom made. They didn't go to too cute. God. Even if you were going to wear couples clothing, you wouldn't go to too cute. (laughs) (laughs) I love Cody, though, for, like... Guys who actually, like, agree to go to too cute. Yeah. I don't think any of them do. I think women go in there, not girls. 
old <laughs> women and they buy shit and their husband's like, I'm not wearing that. Yeah, and then just sits in the closet with yeah. tags on it. Okay. I love Cody for like making fun of it and being like, that's such a stupid store. It is. Oh, they come home and then a creature leaps from the couch, but it's not a rat, it's the dog. Obviously. Obviously, they got a dog. And I was like, no, I don't want a dog. (laughs) Why does he have a puppy? Yeah, I don't understand why they think that a bait, even a puppy uh, retriever lab or whatever it is looks anything like a rat like even a puppy is big a big dog yeah like yeah it was i know when they said it was a puppy i expected it to be like a small breed Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) i thought it was gonna be a rat terrier right me too that would have been they already killed one of those in uh the horse one oh yeah oh yeah broken heart yeah so they got this dog his name's cubby um, I think the dog was probably adorable. They named him that because he looked mm. like a puppy. <laughs> okay. Um, also, Poor. I named things. And then they're sitting down to dinner, and um, I knew something bad was going to happen here, but I just I thought the roast was going to be like rotten in the middle. No, carve it. I'm really glad it wasn't. Yeah. Ugh, I was triggered. And then um. This is when they talk about how they hired a housekeeper. Yeah. That is. Like, A, you can't afford that. Yeah. And B, you, a housekeeper just popped up on your stairs being like, do you need somebody to be your housekeeper? What? No. No. Like, even if this wasn't a haunted house, that lady's going to steal from you. Right. Like, she is casing that joint. It's not like they, they're moving into, like, a valley of mansions. They're moving into the rundown part of town. Right? Why would there be a housekeeper? It's ridiculous. What do they need a housekeeper for? I don't know. <laughs> that, like, they need somebody. They need the house is gross. House. Yeah, not a housekeeper. What the fuck is she going to do? Like, first of all, you have two teenage girls. You have four able-bodied adults living in this house. You don't. And, you can pick up after yourself. You don't need a housekeeper. Even James is nine. Right. Like, come on. He's... Everybody in that house is old enough to clean up after themselves. Right. There's no need for Alice to come wandering in. <laughs> um, tell them not to throw a ball in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, that might be the only episode of Brady Bunch I actually remember. Really? Oh my god, I would love Brady Bunch when I was little. I had, a, I did I had too, like, a problem. With I don't I remember, like, any individual episodes yeah. except that one. Yeah, I remember that one and then the episode when they went to Hawaii because the totem was, like, evil. I remember the movie where they went to Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it was a movie. The second one, I think. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. the second one. Yeah. No, they get, yeah, they went to Hawaii in the original, too. And they went to, like, some ghost town. Do you remember that episode? No. Oh, yeah, they went, like, they were driving cross-country, and they wound up in, like, an Old West, like, ghost town. It was, like, a Scooby-Doo episode. That's awesome! Okay, why was there never Scooby-Doo meets the Brady Bunch? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. But, it, like, an yeah. actual, you know how Scooby-Doo did all the crossovers? Yeah. Should have done a crossover at the Brady Bunch. Would have yeah. been amazing. I know, they did crossovers with, like, uh, the Three's Company and, um... Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I have a VHS of Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, I remember that. 
That was like my wheelhouse in high school basketball and Scooby Doo. Yeah. So you were like, oh yes, this is like- basketball, Scooby Doo, and VHSs. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch this tonight. Yeah. Jan and Cindy see a ghost. Is it on Netflix? Is the Brady Bunch on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. I looked up on YouTube just to see like clips, but um, I'll uh, yeah. It was awesome. If it's on anything, it's on, It's going to be on Hulu, not Netflix. Because Hulu has a lot of older... I think Hulu does have Brady Bunch. They might, because they, they have, like, all my favorite old TV shows. They have a lot of the 90s stuff, like Boy yeah. Meets World and Step by Step and yeah, all the, the like, ABC stuff. stuff. The Adams Family and Mary Tyler Moore, and those are, like, oh, okay. my favorite shows, so. Hmm. Um, they have Facts of Life. I think they do, actually. Yo, let me search. Uh, the Brady Bunch. There it is. I just saw the best episode of The Facts of Life. The other oh my god, they do! Hulu! Alright. Cool. Okay, so um, we are the housekeeper. And um, then, okay, so they're carving the roast. And Callie's trying to like slide past. And then there's this like whole, I don't even know. Like they describe it, but I can't even picture it. How was he holding this knife? (laughs) Because he stabs himself in the side. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) I could maybe do it. (laughs) I have really bad knife skills. Okay, wait a minute. Obviously. So you're getting ready to... Okay, I get that. But you're getting ready to carve a roast, right? And you're holding the knife. There's no reason... And you're leaning forward because it's obviously in the middle of the game. And you're leaning forward. There is no reason why that knife should ever be pointed anywhere towards your body. How did that happen? You're this. No. Like, maybe maybe your finger or your... Yeah. Yeah, your finger, sure. But, like, he's, like, in his side. I know. And then he, like, blames his... He's like, you did this to me. All right. He doesn't even notice he's actually injured. I got it. He did it like this. Ugh. Nobody has ever cut a roast like that. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I'm trying. He doesn't even realize that he's cut himself, though. His wife's like, dude, you're bleeding. Like, right. Look at that and stop blaming your daughter for something she didn't do. Right. <laughs> and so they leave to go to the hospital, and then Cody's like, eh, no, what happened? It was a ghost. It was the ghost. Right? But again, she's not wrong. No. <laughs> So he needed 12 stitches. How far did he shove that knife in? He needed 12 stitches? So, uh, they get in a fight because she's saying it's ghosts and she's saying shut up. Callie and Cody. Yeah. Yeah. And then that... Is that night the first time Callie gets the knocking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She keeps getting three knocks on her door. Right. Um, but when she opens it, nobody's there. Right. So then the next day, uh, anyone's there. Okay. Well, the next day, and then, it, like, it was, like, so obvious. And, like, the first thing in the morning, she's like, I didn't sleep, did you? Like, Cody. She, like, runs up to Callie, like, right in the- Oh, yeah. yeah like, did you hear anything? Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Did you hear three knocks or something like that? Because that's what I was hearing. But uh, she's like, no. (laughs) There's nothing. 
Okay, so uh, he got stitches. Um, it's the next day. They're having breakfast. Okay, this is where they're gonna go, like fix the roof, because yeah. like the dad can't, because he's like all laid up. So Cody and Callie go outside to like do the. I kind of like this. Cody like gets a little bit back at Callie for always like being better than her. Yeah. Because Cody's like, you could just, you could just hold the ladder. Let me do this. Right. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then Callie fails at that too. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not her fault. No, it's not. No, she really like throws her whole body yeah, no. into it. It's it's very much not her fault. Right. So <laughs> the ladder like falls down, and the wind gets knocked out of Cody. And then- the house really hates Cody, though. Like all the bad shit so far has happened to Cody and the dad. Right. True. The house hates the dad. Yeah. Like not just that. The things that happen to the dad aren't just physical, but also like psychological. Oh yeah. He's just. Oh my god, he's done. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. Really upsetting. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, a little bit makes sense because it's like, I also felt like this book had a lot of, what? sorry, my cat's being weird. Um, it had a lot of Shining vibes, like, yeah. Yeah, and it so it makes a little bit of sense when you think about it in that context, but also in the past, what had happened in the house, the fact that it would go to the dad for the dad to be the one that it targets. But Cody, I I just have to assume it's because it was like, she's on to me. I wonder, um, I wonder if the idea was for the house to kind of drive the father into suicide. Like, I wonder if they hadn't left when they did, Mm-hmm. The house would have continued to take everybody except the dad right. because that's what happened with that. Right, right. Because he killed himself after his family was murdered. Right. So I'm wondering if it would have like repeated the process. Yeah. It was driving him crazy. Yeah, like yeah. right. It really was. Right. Yeah. This book's dark. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, okay, so she hears the knocks again. Nothing. Um, she wakes up the next morning, and her clothes are, like, ripped out of her closet and, like, all over the room. And, um... And no part of this feels like the house, because every time the house does something, it hurts somebody. Right. The house doesn't do anything to anybody unless it's hurting them. Yeah. Sorry, I might, like, needed to uncross, and I was afraid I was going to knock the microphone over. Oh. Um, One day we'll have an office. So, she goes downstairs, and, like, the boy's trying to find the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, where is that dumb dog? I'm like, uh, excuse me. Oh, no. <laughs> dumb. It's like, don't you dare, Bob. It don't was dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Don't say that. Rude. <laughs> the only thing Michelle gets offended by is calling a dog dumb. Whatever. It's like the third time that Bob's called dogs, like, <laughs> dumb. And for no reason. I don't appreciate it. Um. So, uh, she goes down into the basement, too, to, like, help with the ritual. 
housekeeper. <laughs> right. And, and everybody's, like, having a bad morning. Yeah. Like, it's one of those mornings where everybody's pissy, and they're right. yelling at everybody else. Um, right. Callie's like, oh my god, my clothes, and James is like, where's the dog, and then and Cody's, Cody's like, ghost. Well, and she's like, I can't eat these eggs, and her mom's like, this is what you asked for, and she was like, they're too runny, and my mom would have slapped me at that point. <laughs> like, no way does she say, I'll make you breakfast, and I say, thanks, can you make me some scrambled eggs, or whatever they are? And she makes them, and I go, ew, slap, serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's some bullshit right there. My mom knew how to make stuff the way I liked it. And that's just how it was. <laughs> A little more often. Yeah, my mom just made it right. <laughs> that's what I call only child syndrome. Right? No, I'm saying my mom just did it right, you know? Like, my mom does it right. No, you just like the way your mom does it because that's the way she did it. Right, but she never did it wrong. Because she you didn't know like an alternative. You didn't know an alternative. Okay. If she gave you a certain type of scrambled eggs, you just thought that's how scrambled eggs were. And so if you got a different version, you were like, no, this is not what I like. This is not what I'm used to. Right. Just because you didn't know that there were other it's options out there. That. Your mom wasn't cooking breakfast for three annoying kids. <laughs> right. As opposed to mine, who was cooking for three annoying kids who wanted three different things. And she just made what she wanted. Fair. Did your mom make you breakfast every morning? No. Does anybody think that that's a thing that has ever happened? No, that's TV and books. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. We My mom very rarely made breakfast, especially, like, on school days. Like, she had to work. And my mom also doesn't really eat breakfast. She never really had. So it was like, you know, if you want cereal, make cereal. And we, we never had breakfast in the morning. Like, maybe when yeah. we got to school, but there just wasn't time. My mom wasn't even home when I was no, eating breakfast in the morning. a lot of times, my like, my parents had already left right. for work. Yeah. So... And it wasn't sunny. It was dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, TV, everyone's like eating breakfast. And it's like bright sun. I'm like, that yeah. Dark. Yeah. That's um, why I want to know what time they go to school on TV shows. Because they have so much yeah. time in the morning to do everything. Yeah, the class, if, and yeah, the sun would be like. If I was eating breakfast in the morning, it was 6.30 and there was no sun. Yeah. I if I was. Right. Yeah. Right, that's what I was going to say. I was, like, grabbing a yogurt and brushing my teeth in the car. Ew. Yeah, and, um... I did that a lot. At least I brushed them. Okay, I do like that Mrs. Nordstrom says, I'm not afraid of rats. Rats are afraid of me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Mrs. Nordstrom. And I'm like, Mrs. Nordstrom's, like... Why are you being so weird? Like, she's the... Oh, yeah. yeah like she's making the rats do the thing. She is, but I still liked that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, good line. Okay, so he goes out to find the dog, and, and then Callie goes out to help him, and she opens the door, and that's big 99 and blood on the front door. Wall. It's on the wall. Okay. I think it's next to the door. Okay. But then it's not blood, it's paint. It always is. Right. Right. That was a really bad prank. Classic Bob. So then this, then we have to go through like, I don't even know how many pages of this dog thing. Ugh, so much. I know, we're just like, the dog, the dog, where's the dog? The dog, the dog, where's the dog? The dog, the dog, where's the dog? 
So it's Michelle if she has <laughs> <a> job. <laughs> and then she comes across the kid from the corner, Anthony, mowing grass. And he's like, she's like, oh, do you live here? And he's like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm actually smarter than that, but thanks. Yeah. And she's like, well, we do. And he's like, uh, okay. (laughs) And then she's like, he's like, well, where do you live? And she's like, 99 Pier Street. And he's like, shut up. Nobody ever lives there. Also, he says, I live in Old Village. Have you been there? It's really nice. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Uh, we've read plenty of books now. Old Village is not nice. It's just better than Fear Street. Right. Yeah. It's not uh, North Hills, so right. shut up, Anthony. Right. So then he's like, well, you know, like, about the story about it, right? And she's like, no. And then he's, she's like, well, come over after you're done running grass and you <laughs> tell me all about it. And he's like, I don't want to come there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> respect talks him into it and then i want to be like there are other pretty girls out there what are you doing yeah plenty of them uh do you think in the third book in the series cody's gonna be dating this guy prediction i'm trying to remember i mean he lost fingers and stuff so i think he's done yeah maybe but i mean how many times do People date the sister of their dead girlfriend. That's true, but I don't know if there's any romance in the third one. Thank God. The third one's pretty, like, dark and dreary the whole way through. Good, good. That's what I came here for, Bob. Not for teen romance. If I wanted a teen romance, I'd read Jenny Han. Okay, so they, uh, but not back, not in 1993, you wouldn't. No, you'd read, uh, romance. I'm trying to think of romance. Teen romance. Sweet Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you like your romance with a drop of tragedy, you'd read Laureline McDaniels. Or Beastie. That's not a drop. Beastie Boys? A drop of incest is what I'm going (laughs) to say. V.C. Andrews. Yeah. yeah. More than a drop. <laughs> um, so he comes over and... Oh, you skipped the bo- uh, hot, hot bod. bod. Yep. <laughs> down 62 hot bods. 62? Are you keeping... Oh, I was like, are you keeping track of how many no, hot bods are in this bad. series? There have not... There's been a lot, but not 62. <laughs> We've read 25 books by now. If we're at 62 <laughs> odd references, holy shit, Bob. We might be, though. <laughs> We're getting there. That's like about two to three per book. I mean, that's, that's probably pretty accurate. Oh, yeah, my I, God. I think that's about right. Oh, God, no. So they talk about Anthony Potbot. And then he comes over and she feeds him gross food. And, <laughs> and then he tells them all about their gross house. Right. Right. And so when he's like, let's go outside first, though. Yeah. He's like, I can yeah. tell him this story in the actual house. Yeah. Fair enough. Where the house can hear me. So does that mean that it's just the house and not the property? Could they yes, have, like, so. camped out in the yard for a few nights and, like, saved themselves some misery? No. That's a good question. Fall on them. That's true. And it's dark. 
until you leave the property and then it gets light. That's so, true. Yeah. So I think it's the whole property, but he doesn't want the house to hear him. <laughs> so, uh, so he's, she's like, so, oh, Cody comes out there with them and he's like, he tells him the story, which is, you want to tell the story? Uh, sure. So I just want to preface this by saying their town historian came to their class and told them the story, apparently. Right. Because in Shadyside, yeah. this is what your town historian talks about. Right. So my theory, which I'm sure is true, is that the town historian really only deals with Fear Street. Like, what else he, deal with? he's like, this is all the crazy shit that happened on Fear Street. I got this massive book, recorded everything. And then one of, they're like, oh, but what happened in Old Village? Nothing. Nothing. Well, nothing did. Like, nothing did happen. Nothing did. Not yeah. anything worth recording if you got Fear right. Street. Right. Yeah. Literally nothing else happens in this town except Fear Street. <laughs> yeah. Like when you watch the news and they're like, guess what Mariah Carey did since this is the 90s. But also yeah. there was a bombing in like Afghanistan. Right, 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 like, right. Why are you telling me about Mariah Carey? You, yeah. I feel like priorities here. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like have you ever seen those plaques that are like on this day on 1825 nothing happened (laughs) on this spot in 1825 nothing happened that's like the whole rest of shady side has those plaques and then fear street is like a laundry list of shit right but i also feel like after hearing this story that shady's fear street would be a fucking amazing place to go on a ghost tour yeah like imagine the fear street ghost tour and they stop at 99 fear street and they tell you this story and you're like oh and then they take you to the burned out mansion oh new orleans got nothing on fear street true so true and new orleans like has like a tie to fear street yeah true we can bring the new orleans stories there too nice okay so speaking of ties to new orleans um apparently where 99 fear street was is where simon and angelica fear when they would kill and torture people for whatever magical rituals they were doing they would bury them on this site but also in coffins with their family crest on it yeah so i was like are they family members yeah possibly or Or maybe it's part of i was thinking it was part of like a like a magic ritual so maybe it was like not so much the family crest as like a magic symbol like something they needed on it Hmm. or maybe it was just like those are the coffins they had or that (laughs) yeah they just all the the coffins they made would be because they knew the family were gonna die soon so they were just like we'll stock up i like how they were like We'll torture you and we'll murder you, but also we still feel like you deserve a nice burial. So we're gonna put you in a coffin and bury you all dignified, like. Well, that was nice. Of them. You know, that was nice of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. So then along comes um. A, a guy in the sixties. And he decides that he wants to build his house there. So they start digging the foundation. And what do you know? They find all the bodies. And the guy's like, 
because I'm just assuming 60s American white guy. He's like, nope, fuck it. We're still building here. Yeah. Um, so they move the bodies. This He obviously built the house before Poltergeist. <laughs> and built the house, but everything went wrong. The whole time they were building the house, people died, blah, blah, blah. You know how that always happens. And then he came. That old chestnut. Yeah. And then when the house was almost finished, he brought his family in to see it. But um, there was something wrong with the second floor. So he went to check on it, but he didn't want them seeing seeing it yet because it wasn't ready. So they stayed downstairs. He comes back down. They're all still sitting in the same spot, but they're missing their heads. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's fucked And up. nobody's lived in the house since. Super fucked up. So that is what happened. That's such a great story. Like if I was on a ghost tour and they talked about that, oh shit. And then they add the the stuff that happens in this book and like, and then 30 years or 34 years later, somebody bought bought the house finally and they moved in and they reported all these unusual occurrences and yeah, it'd be awesome. Out of the floor and ate their daughter. Yeah. The son and the dog were never found. Right. Well, I think the house, like, literally eats people. Right. Like, that's what it was doing with yeah. the tar. So, um, then James comes, like, busting out of the house. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, can hear the dog, but he can't see the dog. And they go back in and they can hear the dog. But then they go, they think, it sounds like it's coming from outside, so they go outside, but they can't hear it outside. And they just keep, like, going back in and out and in and out. And then they're searching the house. That would drive me up the wall. The dog, the dog, the dog, oh my god, the dog, the dog, the dog, oh my god, the dog. (laughs) If I could just hear, like, a constant barking and I couldn't find that dog. Oh my god, that would be so traumatic. I would have to, I would leave the house right then and there. I was like, I can't live in this house. So then uh, the knocking, oh, she like pulls a chair over and is like, when they knock this time, like, I'm going to figure out who it is. Or oh, what it is. is this where she? Yeah. Okay. And then she like, they, she hears the knocking and then it, it, she opens the door and she's like, you. And then Cody in a fucking nightgown. No. <laughs> so. I assume she bought that white night dress specifically to be a ghost. To be a ghost. Okay. I don't think this is what she normally. <laughs> I think this was like a costume. And then, like Cal or Cody, like confesses to doing all the things because they wouldn't believe her. Right. So she and, painted the ninety nine and did the knocks and like did something else. And I'm like, no, and I'm like, that's not helpful. Right. And I'm like, but then I'm like, is Bob trying to make it seem like? She, it was like, we're supposed to believe that she was the ghost at this point. I don't think so. Because okay, I was like, no, it's obviously. Or if he was, he did a bad job of it. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought maybe the ancient evil had possessed her because it would be classic ancient evil to like torture the person that you perceived to have slighted the one that you're possessing like this is the kind of shit that the ancient evil does is like possess one person and be like oh the older cooler sister that must yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i think cody's just kind of like immature for her age yeah well Mm -hmm. um 
I thought, I, you know what? That crossed my mind too, that maybe like somebody was possessed. Yeah. This is not the first time I thought somebody was possessed in this book. Or this was the first time. It was not the last time. And this is when, this is the first time we get um, any indication that her dad's kind of like starting to lose it yeah. a little bit. Okay, this is one fucked up 24-hour period. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So the dog goes missing, and the dog, the dog, oh my god, the dog. And then we have, like, then her, like, figuring out that her sister's, like, fucking with her. And then we get uh, her going into the bathroom oh. to, like, wash her face, and, like, some, like, green slime comes out. Oh. And she, like, washes her face with it before she... Yeah. Which, who doesn't look? Well, I I mean, I assumed, like, like when I wake up in the morning and stumble to the bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep the lights off. I don't want to, but, you know. Okay. Like, if I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I keep the lights off. Wait, no, I look. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is there a bath... Is there a mirror in your bathroom? Yeah. And you just walk past it willy-nilly with the lights off just tentate yeah and you wash your hands didn't you ever see those videos of like spiders in people's toilets i got a a nightlight i'll be fine okay this kid that played soccer with my son he got bit by a bat on his ass because there was a bat in the fucking toilet and he sat down This really happened. He had to go okay, now I'm gonna turn the light on. <laughs> the bat like flew into their house and somehow flew into the it toilet. Flew into the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Wow. He sat down on the toilet and he got bit or scratched. <laughs> he didn't know if he got bit or scratched. Like something happened. And yeah, because he was suffocating the bat. <laughs> Did he get a rabies shot? I hope yeah. he got a rabies shot. Like, yeah, yeah, like precautionary or whatever. He had to go get a rabies shot. So yeah, look in your toilet before you sit down. All right, fine. Don't look in a mirror or be near a mirror, especially running water with your lights off. All right, fine. Fucking bloody. I don't know, like whatever. Tired, whatever. I look what I'm doing when I'm doing it because I don't want to be surprised. Anyway, then the green goo stuff continues to come out of uh at least the sink like, and they can't get the faucet to turn off i was really happy that like whenever everybody else came in it was still doing it yeah like, it wasn't just like, yeah it was a fake out it, yeah because it's usually like only she can see it or it only happens to her or whatever yes yeah. everybody was seeing it and then the the dad comes in and then the dog's barking again and then the mom comes in and she's covered in blood and, and she's it, like it's stripping from the ceiling so then the dad goes up to the attic to see what the dripping is coming from and they're like gagging from the smell of this green shit still and then and then he comes back down just going the heads yeah yeah i guess we found the heads from that dude's story know about the story right no and i thought the dog was gonna be dead in the attic like for sure i thought it was the dog's blood me too because right before that, the boy comes in and is like, I hear him, I hear him. Yeah. Um, and they call the police, but the police don't find anything. Right. In the house. And then there's a doc. Why did the doctor come? 
because Mr. Frazier is freaking out because oh, yeah. he saw beheaded, he saw a bunch of heads without yeah. bodies. So he gives him a little something to help him sleep. Yeah. And then, um, what doctor does house calls? Or do you think it's just like an EMT? It's like a, the Fear Street. Oh. Know, do you think there is a Fear Street physician? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Especially like to help with the mental, like, Sex, yeah like, drug people so they can do like... you think it's a real physician or a ghost physician <laughs> well, all the realtors are ghosts so right. i'm just wondering if Suki's mom Suki's <laughs> mom yeah it could be it could be a ghost either way the physician helps him out mm-hmm. didn't we establish that the psychiatrist therapist in shady side is actually really responsible like he's on his shit. Oh yeah, the well, the one. There's the, the werewolf. Non-werewolf one. Yeah. The non-werewolf. Right. He was. He was really good. So are you now saying that he's a ghost? No, there's not the therapist. Just the Fear Street like house call house call doctor. Okay. He lives on a vacant lot too. You know. Anybody that does house calls to Fear Street, I'm pretty sure is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or some sort of, like, black witch or... Right. Or demon know. or possessed by the ancient evil. You know, whatever. Yeah. So the next day, do they decide to go hunt down the realtor? Yeah. Yeah. The dad is finally going to hold the realtor responsible for selling him a lemon of a house. So I definitely thought that when they got to the realtors that it was going to be the cemetery. Yeah, me too. Sweet. I, I thought they were gonna pull up, and it was just yeah, gonna be that would have been awesome. Cemetery. So they he pulls out the card, and there's no phone number. Which right. like, how were they contacting him before that? Were they just driving yeah. around and like he was like, "Hey, here." That's a really good question. Like, what? Like, if you're not from the town and you're coming to the town to see houses, like, when you talk to somebody, you yeah, you don't to. just look at one house too, right? Like, he would have had to show them a few, at least more than one. Right. And, like, how did they find each other? He just showed up behind them. Like, they were, they were like, what about Shadyside? And then they pulled in, and he was just like, you looking for a house? I got one. Yes. Okay. Canon. That's how it happened. Okay. <laughs> um, just hand me the $25,000 in cash, please. Thank you. See you later. So they decide to drive to this, like, address since there's no number. And Callie goes with them. And um, when they get there, it's just an empty lot. And he, he's like, wait, what? Yeah, he starts freaking out a bit. And then she's like, well, let's go talk to the historian. Because from the story that Anthony told. Right. And- Which is smart. That is very smart. Yeah. And then, um, which I thought the historian was going to tell them more stuff, but he didn't. Yeah. I was like, I was getting really excited at this point. I'm like, oh, we're going to hear about all kinds of new stuff. At least he gave us the connection with the realtor. I know. I hope he comes back in later books. Yeah. I, hope I want does. more from the historian. I hope he just pops up sometimes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ooh, right. I thought fanfic he- idea. Just <laughs> Fear Street stories told from the perspective of the historian. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I would read that. I imagine him as like a Buffy Giles type. Yes, me too. So, like, I thought when we got there, he was going to be like, well, let me tell you what I couldn't tell the kids. 
you know, because like, this is this is shady side. He can tell the kids everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they go to the library, they find the dude and then he's like, um, yeah, I don't know that guy. And like, I know everyone. And um, so he takes out his like directory that he's made and he finds the name of this guy. I love that he has like this homemade directory right. of all this shit he's kept track I of. I want to see this directory. I know. This is such a nerdy thing to do and I am about it. Yeah. So he finds it. Yeah. For the guy and it says, Jason Lurie, real estate agent, in July 1960, found his family murdered in a new house he had built for them, hanged himself one month later in the same house, located at 99 Beer Street. Did it say he was a real estate agent back in the day? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that part, but was a real estate agent and this was the house that he had built for them damn so now it's the next chapter starts with her writing in her diary about they want to move but they can't i don't care if you can't just do it so james refused to go because he didn't want to leave the dog they still can hear the dog And then, uh, okay, so she's talking about how she's going to go on her first date with Anthony. Then she's like, but I have a great idea. Instead of going out to dinner, let's, like, just have dinner at my house. What? That's a terrible idea. This slime came out of your damn sink. What are you (laughs) There are rats in the basement. That's a terrible idea. You haven't even been on one date with this guy, and you're like. he already is, like, sketchy about the house. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. This is not a good idea. No, but then. On top of it, all that shit just happened yeah. yesterday. Like, all at the same time, blood dripping from the ceiling, like, slime coming out of the thing that she just thinks, and then she's like, wonder why he's, like, weird about coming here. Boys make, what? Boys make Callie dumb. You should be worried about coming here. <laughs> Let alone him. And this is the part that has traumatized me for, like, yeah. so she, 25 yeah. years. So she calls him up and mics him over like for dinner and he's like at first like doesn't want to also doesn't she have a boyfriend no i don't think he is her boyfriend i think they broke i kind of got the feeling they broke up you know like she moved so they're no longer together but she misses him kind of thing i don't know i had the impression she had a boyfriend i feel like if she did when she started liking him there would have been a lot more like we would have gotten a lot more of Oh, but Rick and I miss. Uh, true, true. Long and blah 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 blah. Right, true. In passing, one time she missed him. Yeah, but she couldn't tell so so and so that she, Cody that she missed right. him. She, so I think they broke up when she moved. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. She's like, he comes in and she's like, oh, the spaghetti is boiling, and I was like, oh god, boiling <laughs> water. Right. Like, every time <laughs> happens, like I'm like, oh god, what could happen with that? Like every, I was like jumping with every like thing even though that's not what happened and then she's like the tomato sauce i'm like what could happen with the tomato sauce <laughs> like is it going to turn into blood well you knew it was going to be something yeah i knew it was going to be something did you not remember this part uh that, well, after i read it i did but i didn't know it was in this book okay okay so then um he comes in and she just like starts kissing him for some reason <laughs> and i guess because we had to have a kissing scene i guess and then um, they have dinner, like her and Callie, or Cody and Callie and Anthony have dinner together, and everything's fine. And I'm like, wow, maybe they will be okay. <laughs> or not. 
Oh, you sweet summer child. I knew as soon as he, she was like, I'll take care of the dishes. And he was like, no, it'll be faster. We all help. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Get out of there. I want to know why the hell he put his hand down there. I don't know. So Callie heard water in the kitchen sink. Then she heard the grinding roar of the garbage disposal. And then they hear a scream and she's like afraid to look, which I wouldn't look either. Yeah, but then she's like the bravest person in the world. Right. Yeah. Because she reaches her hand down mm-hmm. and grabs his fingers inside the disposal. Oh my God. And I'm actually- sorry, Anthony, I know you want your fingers, but they are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they live in there now. Right. <laughs> 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 As, uh, he yeah. Stand out and the garbage disposal's on, and then. She's actually pretty good in a crisis. Like, she gets Except- the fingers out, she's like, we gotta get in the hospital. Yeah, she tells Cody to get the car, who's, like, frozen and not moving. Like, she's on it. Like... I know, but when you call 911... I mean, it's, I guess it depends, because I bet it takes a long time for ambulances to make it anywhere on Fear Street. <sighs> Maybe I it's faster like just to drive. If a complete emergency like that, I would be like, oh, we're calling 911. Like, I'm not dealing with but why wait while he's... Well, I could tell you from personal experience when you're home alone and you cut your finger, you just drive yourself to the emergency room. You're going to milk this. Yeah, I am. Everything you can. I really am. <laughs> Compared okay. to Anthony, you have a paper cut. That's true. <laughs> I, I still have my fingers. I didn't get bone. Yeah. So... They take him to the hospital, and then, like, they sew the fingers back on, but he won't be able to move them ever again. I don't think that's how that works. Um, I got, I think probably. They wouldn't know right away what the movement's going to be. But you, depends on where you cut it. Like, if you, like, like, I think if it's, if it's higher up. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, if it's lower down, like, you wouldn't be able to move it this way, but if it's, yeah, yeah, you could still move it this way, but not this way. Reattach nerves, and I think it would just depend. I know, but I think a lot of it's, like, we'll have to wait and see, right? Agree. Like, they're just, like, they just reattach them, like, oh, he will never move his fingers again. Are, Are garbage disposals sharp enough to cut bone? Because I don't think they should be sharp enough to cut bone. I don't think they are. Mine, like, struggles to... <laughs> <laughs> like a carrot. Yeah. Mine seems pretty good, but um, I haven't tried to put any, like, chicken bones down there. No, me neither. Don't. I'm don't not try. going to. It seems like a bad plan. Um, I think you should get rid of your garbage disposal completely after reading this book. I, think I want to. I want to. Believe me, I will never, ever put anything in there. Body. No. <laughs> Definitely no. Um, so uh she goes okay. Oh, I was just gonna say, is his mom like I understand that your son was just really hurt, but he lost two fingers. He's not gonna die. So is his mom's reaction a little bit extra? <laughs> yeah. She like bursts into sobs. Yeah, I mean it's He's never gonna move his fingers again. Okay. Like, <laughs> How can he do his gardening work? Right. Like, I, it's not like he was gonna go. He's maimed. 
their two fingers <laughs> in his life that is he's not going to be able to do now that he play pro sports i don't think that was happening okay oh wait can we i forgot totally forgot about this whenever he came over for dinner he was like telling them hilarious stories do you remember this you mean <laughs> he ran backwards <laughs> and i'm like that must have been on purpose because you can't no. do that accidentally no but like whenever that happened i was in I totally like heard it in my head that he was like, "Oh my god, guys! This one time at band camp, we were- <laughs> <laughs> it <is> so funny." <laughs> like that was like he's totally that girl. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "No, that's not funny. That's dumb." Um. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was a big deal, but. I, I get it's a big deal. I just felt like have some. I don't know. She should put on a brave face for her kid too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, but it's it's very upsetting. All right. So um. Oh, Sassy Magazine. I missed that part. Oh, did you? Someone's reading Sassy Cody. Magazine. I know. I I totally like read over that. So she goes home and Cody's reading, just sitting there reading Sassy, which seems a little. Wax the days cool. Well, I mean, for this house. What else is she gonna do? I guess. Is she taking the quiz? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, your house is haunted. If <laughs> five times, blood is dripping from the ceiling. <laughs> um. So, oh, they just got back. The dad and the mom just got back from his cousin's house. Mm-hmm. And because they were asking if like they could borrow money so they can get the hell out of there, but he can't help. And then the mom just goes to bed. And then um, the brother's still being annoying about the dog. The dog! Oh my god, the dog! Cubby. Oh, and then this is where the brother bites the dust. Right, but before that. The like dad goes to bed or something, and she gives him a kiss good night. And she was like, "You should take your temperature. You're really hot," which is a warning sign that you are being possessed in Shady Side. Oh yeah, that was happened. That good point. That was in the cheerleaders, right? Yeah. What happened to them? Was it cheerleaders or was it secret bedroom? It happened multiple times. Right, somebody was feverish. Oh, it was secret bedroom. Secret bedroom, she was feverish, but I also feel like there was something with Kimmy and... Um, the hot water got him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah. It, like, depossessed Kimmy. Right. The second book. The, like, hot water. can't bathwater. drown evil. Yeah. Um, that out. Um, yeah, just in case you were wondering. Can't drown evil. Yeah. Um, but I, the fever thing in the secret bedroom, like, I still haven't figured out if that was just a fever. It was supposed to be, like, this was all a fever dream. No idea. Or if she really was possessed. That book was so confusing. I know. Um, I know you guys didn't like James, but I did, and I thought this was... This part was really sad. I'm I thought sorry. this was really, really sad. Really sad. He's so scared. No. And he wants her, he wants Callie to read him, like, a baby book. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't That is one really traumatized yeah. little boy. Yeah. So bad for him. So did I. I was like, I don't want to read this book anymore. I don't like it. Like, oh my god. The whole James thing really affected me more this time around than it did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. 
mean, yeah. I felt bad that he died doesn't mean I don't think he was annoying when he died. <laughs> I just, I don't remember being as affected by his death as a kid as yeah. I am now. Maybe because I'm an adult now. Or maybe you didn't think he was dead. Right. I mean, I also still don't think he's dead because there was no body. And if I've learned one thing from Game of Thrones, it's if there's no body, they're not dead. Well, I think he's dead. I know. Yes, we'll wait and see. One way or the other. Okay. Um, so Callie reads him this baby book and then... She sees him reading it to himself after yeah. she leaves and I was like, oh my God, this was get this boy out of here. This was such a heartbreaking scene. I know it was. Then she's like writing in her diary about how she's worried about her brother, blah blah blah, and then she's worried about her dad. Like, oh my god! I was also worried about them and the dog. Yeah, she hears a cry, so she goes out into the. She she hears some like her brother saying like, "Mommy, daddy." So she goes into the like hallway to see if he's having um nightmare. This whole scene. I know. Oh my god. But then, so then it's like everybody comes in because he's like crying, and then but they can't find him. He's like not in his bed. Right. And then, but they can hear him in the room. Right. Just like the dog thing. So they, they think right. he's like behind the like the wall. So she like runs down to the basement to get a sledgehammer, and then um, she goes down there, and there's like a ton of rats down there. Although not as many as I thought there should have been. Agreed. Because she was like, oh, the floor was moving, and then she was like, and there was like 10 rats or something. I was like, why not, like... A hundred. Right. Why yeah. not the whole floor be covered? Agreed. So, um, she goes to grab the the sledgehammer and the pick, and, um, like, they hiss at her, but they don't actually, like, attack her, which I thought they would. I thought she would have to, like, fight them off with a shovel. You have a tool. Yeah. I thought they just, would. like, let her take it. It was very weird. So then he, she brings it upstairs, and then the dad, like, bursts through the wall, and but he's not there. Yeah, because they think they can hear him. They think he's in the wall. Right. And But he's, oh, my God. And he just keeps, like, crying out for his parents and, like, saying how dark it is until he finds Cubby, which yeah. then kind of just seals his fate right, right there. Which also sad. Oh. And then, like, well, then the mom goes downstairs and breaks her arm, and then, um think they hear him in the ceiling so mom's like oh my god my arm's broken and the dad's like well i gotta find him it was like he was in the upside down like is this house the entrance to the upside down maybe yeah and mr fraser isn't the only one that's like i've got to find my like i've got to find james like mrs fraser is yeah they all heard him they all like but what i mean is mrs fraser's not like take me to the hospital she's like my kid yeah right girls really that are like we have to get you to the hospital yeah because there's bone showing out of your arm because of course (laughs) so then he like gets a ladder and goes up and like gets like bursts through the ceiling and then like a shadow comes out and blinds him and then the ambulance comes. They finally call an ambulance. Yeah. And then um, it's like a lot of stuff happens all at once. Like yeah, like- it was like it escalated so quickly and was like really creepy. And I was not into it, but also super into it. Yeah, yeah, I was into it. I I, I thought it was like 
boom, boom, boom. There's I no like, chance to recover. Right. I yeah. Like when one thing happened, like everything happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that happened a lot in this book. It was like in a 24 hour period of time, like four different things happened to different people. And right. And it like also made it less like his normal books are something happens and then they like all try to explain it away. Right. You know what I mean? And they didn't have a chance to do that here because no. you can't explain this many things away. I agree. Yeah, and it was also not, like, only happening to one person, like you said earlier, that, like, everyone was hearing him or hearing the dog or seeing the green goop coming out of this thing. Targeting one person and making them think they were crazy. Yeah, which is how, like, you knew it was definitely something supernatural and not just, like, a human element. So it's the next day or whatever, two weeks later or something. <laughs> um, they're like still making dinner. I'm like, what? Like your kid is still missing. Why are you guys eating? Yeah. Um, I think it's weird. I mean, people get hungry, Michelle. But Callie and Mrs. Fraser are talking and Callie tells her that the police were all over the house last night. So I feel like it's just the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's a missing kid, and the cops were like, let's look in the house. Can't find him. We're done. Yeah, and they let them go back into the house. Come on, Fear Street cops. Get on this. What are you doing? Right. Like, start interviewing people that he knew. Yeah, you're slacking. Neighbors, sex offenders, whatever. Something. What happens when you miss a kid? I mean, this is the Fear Street division. Break out that Ouija board. What are you doing? Right. And it's 99 Fear Street. Like... That's where they should be headquartered at 100 Fear Street. Agreed. Like the they Fear should, Street cops should be across the street. They should have this family like all separated in different rooms and being like, what happened to this boy? Where is he? And in different rooms at the police station. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Not in this house. <laughs> different rooms in this house means they're all dead. Right. No, different rooms at the police station, like grilling them and like yeah. hoping someone tells them what actually happened because who would believe that this is what happened? Right. So, I mean, I guess Fear Street people would believe it. Yeah, Fear Street cops. Yeah. So, she's, like, in her, it's that night, and she's, like, in there, in her room, like. Well, and this is the last night they're staying there. Yeah. Because, um. She already made plans. Right. Callie called their cousins and was, like, let us stay with you. I really, at, towards the end of the book, like, especially when she started to I really liked Callie. Yeah. Yeah. Quick in a situation. I like that she assessed that her family needed to get out of this house and she took action. Yeah. I thought she turned into a really good character. Yeah. Pretty much right until. I know. Of course. (laughs) So I really liked that they were like, we're leaving tomorrow. We're going to, you know, as soon as your dad's dad's released, they're gone. Yeah. Callie was like the character that you would assume to be the final girl, right? Like she's the one that's like smart in a crisis, take charge, tough. Like, you know, she's the person that you're reading this or experiencing this and assuming she's the final girl. But no. So then she (laughs) hears three knocks and she's like, I can't believe this bitch would do this. I know, right? Yeah. I was after oh, everything. She was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" This motherfucker. 
So she like opens the door and she sees her, her sister again in like the nightgown again. And then she like runs down the hall and grabs her arm. And when she like pulls her back, it's not her sister. It's her. And it's her starting with like a creepy grin. And creepy grins are the worst. Right. Yeah. And um, she's like, what? Like, you're me. What? Like, what? And then. She's like, but also like, you're twins. So. They're identical. <laughs> They're fraternal. I guess. So she's like, go, go look at your journal. Yeah. And then she like, for <laughs> some reason she listens and runs down the hall and looks at her journal. And then in it, it says, I died tonight in her handwriting. So did she actually write it or did the ghost write it? I think the ghost wrote it. The house it. wrote it. Or, yeah, the, the house, house wrote it in her handwriting? The ancient evil possess her and make her write it. The house possessed her and make her write it. I have questions. I think it just like appeared. Yeah. In her writing. Yeah. It was like Tom Riddle's diary. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh my God, no. And she's like, that your diary wouldn't lie. <laughs> and the ghost Callie is like, I'm your ghost. You're going to yeah. die. Yeah. So then like tar bubbles up from the floor and like, goes over her feet and like it's like quicksand tar yeah really good visual and like hands come up from the floor and pulling her down and then cody comes in and she's like help me and like i don't know this bitch doesn't even help yeah she like hesitates takes a while like we've already established she sucks in a crisis right Right. she is that person that freezes and doesn't know what to do yeah which is like i mean it's good that they established that because for a split second there is that consideration of like did cody let her die yeah but you're supposed to have that thought yeah but, I mean, it, it was pretty well established earlier in the book that, like, she, her fight or flight response is freeze. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a flight. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that's sort of my fight or flight response. I'm like that, though. Like, you don't know, like, what you're going to be like until it actually happens. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. no idea. Like, you can say all you want. Like, I would never. No, you don't know. You don't know. Because one time, yeah. like, my kid was, like, walking up the steps. He was, like, two years old. And he just, like, I don't even know how it happened, but he just comes flying, I mean, like, full speed down the ha- down the stairs, head first. Oh, no. And, like, I just froze. Like, I was watching him do it. Like, I had plenty of time to, like, go gotcha. over and try to Yeah. I couldn't move. Like, it was like my arms were right. locked at my side. And, like, luckily my mom was there, and she, like, put her leg out and, like, Bottom. stopped him with her leg. Like, on the sh- like, she got her leg, like, in between his shoulder, and, like, it stopped him. But, like... I was, like, so – I sat there for, like, ten minutes, like, so disappointed in myself. Like, I cannot believe – I almost just watched my kid fly down the steps head first, like, crack his head open at the bottom of the stairs and did nothing. But that's just, like – I mean, it's a physiological reaction. Like, yeah. It's yeah. control. But I was, like – like, it was like I was a statue. Like, I couldn't move. I wanted to. But Cody does eventually, yeah. like, get yeah. out of it. Yeah. And eventually, like, I imagine this all happens in the span of, like, 20 seconds. Like, I don't think yeah, this I is, know. like, but it five minutes. It, it, it put the, like, question in there. It she's did. Like, where are you? Yeah. Why are you helping me? And, and I then, think it's supposed to. And then at the very end, it was like, oh, she put their hand out. Right. It's also, like, knowing that she comes back for the third book, I'm sure it's also a consideration that, like, yeah. you know, I, I have to come back because I could have saved you and I didn't. Right. And it also adds to the drama between the two of them that, like, you know, you let me die. Right. So. 
it, it's definitely more for like a future setup than the current story yeah, okay. so she's being pulled down and then eventually she just like gives in she like there's nothing else she can do and then she's dead and it's just like, okay she's dead but she sees like all the other dead bodies too yeah. yeah and then she sees like she all the anger of the house goes into her yeah. and evil and then like that's all she can think that's all she can be now is angry and evil so are all the ghosts angry and evil yeah because mrs nordstrom didn't seem that angry she was well, just she's like putting on a Act. Okay. I was just, she just kind of like washed dishes and then did laundry and she, doesn't care about She wasn't rats. doing laundry. She was down there helping with the evil. I know, but she said she was sale. doing laundry. Yeah, I know. She's like putting on a good face so she can be allowed to get She's married. just chilling with the rats. Right. She's like, I gotta be nice so I, they let me go down into their basement so I can do the evil. Alright. Okay, so, um, the next day, they're, like, packing up the car, and Cody's crying, and, like, I'll come back for you, or she sees her in the window. Yeah, she says. And she's, like, I'll come back for you, and then she's, like, the sister's, like. If you do, you'll be sorry. Right. Because she's only anger now. Mm-hmm. And then there's the epilogue. The epilogue is. Oh, new people coming. Yeah, it's basically. Somebody else bought the house from the same guy. He's running the same scam. Uh, that's what he does. He just brings people to the <laughs> I house. I think so. He's like, maybe, like, when he hung himself there, and then the house took his, him, like, maybe the house is like, this is what you will do. You will bring, right. You will feed us. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and this is basically just a prologue for the next book. Yeah, which is like, there's a new boy named Brant coming, and Callie's there, like, making plans for him. Yeah. She's like, but then did you read the like next? Did you read the synopsis for the next book? Yeah, well, I know what happens in the next. Okay, well, I don't, I don't remember. And um, but like, didn't it make it seem like Callie's like it was like all the girls that he brings over have accidents? Like she's like, does she like? Yeah. (laughs) She does say that he's kind of cute. I know. Is this what happens? Um. Not really, but sort of. Oh, God. I, she doesn't like him. Like, that's not, like, a She's thing. She's not like, oh, I will have you for myself. Yeah, like, no, oh, okay. not really. Okay, Because I'm, like, I'm reading that. And I'm like, I don't remember is... the second one as much because I mostly read, like, the first and the third are, like, because they're both about the, the Frasers. Yeah. Um, and the second one's not. But I definitely remember the end of the second one because it haunted me for a while when I was a kid. Well, it seems like there's not going to be enough characters. Like, there's only one child, like, one mm-hmm. boy. It doesn't seem like enough could happen. Well, there's more, like, shady side stuff in the next one. Like, he goes to school, school. and he, like, makes people and that kind of stuff. So. I wonder if we'll get recurring characters. I bet we will. Ooh. That'd be cool. Although, anybody from Shady Side, like, that knows about this, the historian fucking told them. Right. So why would you ever go? Right. They all know. They all know. They have no excuse. So Brittany Shore is like, I'm going to go to 99 Fear Street after everything that happened to him. He deserves it. Agreed. <laughs> I think Ricky Shore is smarter than that. Um, he went to the Halloween party. It took <laughs> two times, but it was not going to take a third. Yeah, took, but then he's hanging out with Corky, who was possessed. That's true. Like, everyone knows. It was just that one time. Everyone knows. <laughs> Ship it. We know. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I don't, how many kills were in this book? 
Because I don't. Right. I mean, I have so many questions because where's the dog? Where's the brother? Well, Callie's definitely dead. Callie's definitely dead. And, uh, um, the two people in the beginning, the two yeah, people yeah, in the in beginning. The okay. Do we count the, the headless people? I don't think we count the, well, I, I mean, I would count. I would count the original owner and his family. Yeah, Do we count them? I wouldn't count the like tortured Simon Pier Angelica people. No, no. But I would count the I other was talking people. Talking about the Lori's. So that's four people. So seven? Yeah, that's seven. Not count. That's not counting the brother. Not counting. That's not, not or the dog. Right. Because we don't know for sure. Even though I'm pretty sure. Uh, I want to know more about, I hope in future books that we learn more about what happened on the site in the f- past, like what Simon and Angelica did and like, I know, I want so I much more backstory. I don't know if we do. Come on, yeah, man. It was, if you're going is it a saga book? Is it a like, we have to read more saga. Maybe yeah. a saga book related to this. Yeah. I feel like there has to be, I need to know more. We're going to have to read more Saga. Maybe next summer we'll have to do another summer, summer of Saga. saga. Yeah. So um, we have seven kills then. And um, obviously this was on 99 Fear Street. The places I just had the corner in too cute. <laughs> i just say that again. Too cute. I ever want to say too cute again in my life. Agreed. The dated references, I had a paper map because that's what they were using at the beginning. Uh-huh. And nice. the Super Nintendo, like the landline, and then the fact that like they were picking up on the other side, like whenever she called. Uh, the other oh yeah. Line, I was <laughs> like, oh, this would like never happen to anybody now. And then I guess Sassy Magazine that I missed. And the phrase "bod." Uh, is that a is that a dated reference? I don't, think, I don't think anyone ever said that then. I don't just, think we count that anymore. We just let it slide. <laughs> Okay, so there's no recurring characters because they didn't know anybody. Um, <laughs> then, did you guys have theories besides? I don't know. Didn't you have? So I have a th- I have a theory that maybe Fear Street gives off a like don't come on me vibe. So it's sometimes uh, hard. Yeah. It's sometimes hard to find. But yeah. I also wonder if that means that sometimes when you're on there, it's hard to get off. So like a Fear Street force field. Yeah. That works both ways. Yeah. Well, that makes sense to why the, like, people were like, oh, we can't leave, we can't leave, we can't leave. Yes, you can. Maybe the street's telling them they can't yeah, leave. Yeah, maybe like, that's maybe- it. Yeah, like, I don't care if you have the money. Like, go to a ho- cheap-ass hotel. You have 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you have a tent. Yeah, like, you don't have to stay in that house. Yeah. I'm working on a theory about the historian. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing is, like, the historian definitely, um, like, specializes in Fear Street, and I would not be surprised if he's somehow a Fear Ancestor. Um, and my only other theory is that, like, it's sort of validation that having a temperature is a warning sign that you're being possessed. 
I'm definitely working on theory for the historian, but I think part of it is I bet he collects like trophies from all the like gory stories that happen and he like keeps them. So no. not like serial killer trophies, but more like ah, uh, you know, more like researchers and stuff keeping like artifacts. That kind of thing. I think that the historian is like dead. Mm. And he just know like he's just been like around. Like he's one of their, yeah. one of their victims. And he's oh, just been around. I like it. Maybe he's a good. Maybe. That would be interesting. I got really excited and I got closer to the I saw you were like <gasps> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, he could have been that's like if you lived through it all or like you've been right. Lived, yeah, I guess not lived, but if you've been there through it all, like you've been a ghost this whole time, you would know everything. It'd be the perfect job for you. That's why it's like I know everyone, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm the good ancestor that's lived here for 150 years. I like it, and that's why he specializes on Fear Street because he's trying to prevent people from having to go through what he had to go through with the Fear family and the curse. Nice. Do you have a PSA? Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Stay away from knives. <laughs> Stay away from realtors without telephones. Right. Yeah, only buy a house from Suki's mom. Right. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's it. That's the PSA. Although, didn't they, the secret bedroom, buy the house from Suki's mom? Did they? I don't know. I feel like maybe. Maybe. Still, that turned out better than this one. Yeah, sure. They got to stay there. Yeah. And they got to keep a sweet bed. That was... That was the bad dreams. Bad dreams. Maybe, but bad dreams maybe, but one of them, either it was either bad dreams or the secret bedroom. One of them bought the house from Suki's mom. Because that's how we found out she was a realtor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was definitely bad dreams, but I... It may have been secret bedroom okay, too. Bad dreams, nothing, nothing was haunted. No, it was just yeah, crazy people yeah. living in squatters. Yeah, right, right, right. one squatter okay. who broke out of a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> who broke out of Arkham. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that is all. Besides our ratings, do we have ratings? Um, I'm gonna give it four and a half out of five unanswered questions. Because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm giving it five out of five because I love this book. Evil Garbage Disposals. <laughs> I'm going to give it five out of five because I also love it. <laughs> but five out of five, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words about this? No, but I'm really excited to read. I'm glad we're just like reading them in a row. Me too. I'm really excited for more. I couldn't wait like a whole year if we were doing this like yearly. No. no. Oh, yeah. This is still my favorite Fear Street book. I think it's mine to like, I think it's my new favorite Fear Street now. Really? This is over cheerleaders? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. This is really interesting. Oh, I loved this book. I just love that there wasn't the like the downtime in between where they're like telling you that it's just like, they're trying to reason it to themselves. We need more books with no downtime. Yeah. Just. Because it's just like, they're reasoning to themselves, like, why this shit's happening, and they just sound stupid. And the whole time I'm, like, reading it, I'm like, you're stupid. You're dumb. Get out of there. 
they were like, I didn't have to do that here because they didn't have time to get out of Right. <laughs> they were like, let's, as soon as they started being like, maybe we should leave, the, the kids went missing and then you can't leave. Right. So, Shit went down. Right. It just kept going down. So then what else are we watching, reading, listening to? Anybody? I was currently reading the Goodreads synopsis for all the Fair Street sagas. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fall down that rabbit hole when you are done recording. Um, but other than that, I am reading To Best the Boys by Mary Weber, um, which is a book Michelle recommended. She was like at the end. When you were like, no, 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 no. I'm not at the end. I'm like two thirds of the way in. That was such a judgy. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like when we talked, like the part you were talking. About, they don't go to the quest till they're like pretty far in. So. Maybe I'm not at the quest yet. I'm still in the maze. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I called the maze, the quest. Oh well, they're definitely in the maze. Um, they don't go there until like the book's almost like over halfway. Yeah. I'm like two-thirds of the way in. Okay. Maybe I have longer. But I didn't read it for two days because I was reading this book. What was the book? Oh, this one. This one. <laughs> I didn't know. I read this. Literally the book we just talked about, Michelle. Okay, yeah. I read it this for afternoon. Like, like two hours. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. I don't love it. Yeah. But it's, Yeah. It's basically, the, the way that I've been describing it is if the, what did I say it was like? It was like um, an escape room based on the third task of Harry Potter had a college scholarship as a reward and Katniss dressed in drag to do the Hunger Games. That is a lot of things. Yeah. That's this book. <laughs> This book has a lot of things. The lead up to get to the maze was good. Yeah, the, I'm much more interested in the rebellion stuff as yeah. opposed to the actual maze. And like, what are these ghosts or these these creatures? The spirits. And the, yeah, and then there was like sea creatures or yeah, yeah. Like, what is this world? I want to know more. Yeah, it's set, it's, it's a fantasy that doesn't feel like a fantasy. Like, it feels more dystopian as opposed to a fantasy. Like, she definitely didn't build this world out well enough. Right. Um, so. But I liked, like, the whole, the tip, like, the, the poor people with the rich people. Right. That's, like, dynamic. Yeah. The disease and... Right, the disease. And, like, doing these experiments. And yeah. I, like, loved it. I, up until then, I'm like, this book is amazing. And yeah. Into the maze, and I was like, Mwah. Yeah. Agreed. So, like, uh, when I was like, you should read this book, that was when I was reading the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you had told me. At least I got it from the library instead of, like, buying it. Yeah. But, um... Which is the maze part. It's like, once they get in there, it's like... That she's just like trying to hurry up and get it over with or something. Yeah. I didn't think it was well thought out. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what I'm reading. And then I'm watching a lot of things. But um, I just finished the season two of She-Ra on Netflix, which is not as good as season one. But season three comes out in August. So I think it was just like a very short kind of like 
bridge season because it just didn't feel as cohesive from a storytelling perspective. Um, and I think there's going to be some good stuff in season three. Uh, and then I'm also watching, which I assume, Mia, you have already watched, Good Omens on I Amazon. <gasps> How have I watched it and you haven't? I'm not done yet. I have two episodes left, but I'm really enjoying it. I much prefer Neil Gaiman in a visual format. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his, like, his concepts and, like, everything, but the actual practice of reading Neil Gaiman I don't love so yeah I I have not enjoyed the Neil Gaiman I've read in the past but what have you read um I have read Stardust and I have read some of American Gods so American Gods is definitely not one that I tell people read this to get into Neil Gaiman because it's not it's not as accessible as his other books, I don't think. Yeah. Um, have you read any of his young adult, like Coraline or Graveyard Book? No, I've heard Graveyard Book. I've had Graveyard Book recommended, and it sounds really interesting. I'm just really reluctant because the style, I, I don't know. It's just like, like, I like that dry British humor, and I like the, like, fantasy conceptualization, but in... when actually reading it I feel like it loses something with the tone and I've even tried the audiobook I listened to the audiobook for Stardust and I still couldn't get into it Um, and that was I I mean it also could be part of the the narrator but I just I just I really like the Stardust movie I'm really enjoying uh I I really liked the American Gods TV show, even though I didn't like the book, and I'm liking Good Omens, so I feel like it's just, I prefer him in a truncated visual format. Well, if you ever do want to try him again, try, if you can still find it online, try the Graveyard book read by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Because that one's really good. So just if you ever decide you want to give them a second shot. Not all authors are for everybody. Yeah. So I'm reading The Teeth in the Mist by Don... Hurtigich. Is how I've heard it said. Okay. Yeah. I can't guarantee that. And it's about this like devil mountain thing. Demon. Like there's demons living in the mountain or the devil is there. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm only 100 pages in. But it has like it like goes back and forth between like the 1800s and like today. So there's like two storylines. Into it. What? This says there's three. Oh, there's three. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to the third. Um, I this is your first Kurtigich, right? Yeah, because I started reading the Dead House, but it didn't like it didn't click with me. I thought you haven't read her before. I read like half of the Dead House. What? Then I like got distracted by something else because I was like bored with it. So one of the things I really like about her, but I also think is probably a love it or hate it um, with her books, is she plays a lot with format. No, I love that. And it's it's like my favorite thing about her. Like Dead House does a lot of like police interviews and a lot of like, um, like like security camera stuff. And this one looks like it does the same thing. Yeah. I love that. I do too, normally, but it's just like, 
in the dead house, I don't, it was just like, okay, like the same thing. You keep doing the same thing. Like it was, it was getting, I was halfway through and like nothing had happened. Yeah. I, she's also like, and one of those authors that has like a crazy twist that I can never predict. Oh, really? Yeah. Especially with Dead House. Like, when I finished that book, I, I, like, I'm, it's one that, like, I really feel like you should finish that one, Michelle, because it's similar to that, um, oh my god, what is it? I always get confused with the, my god. It's one of those books where I finish it and you're, like, I still don't know what happened. Like, that Novaren Suma book. Yeah. Where, like, after you finish it, oh, so maybe you shouldn't, because when I finished The Dead House, I was like, honestly, I need somebody to explain this to me, because, like, I don't know what I just read. See, I feel like with The Dead House, it's more like, was she or wasn't she? Right. Um, But it's not like, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like I don't know what happened, I just feel like what, I was more like, what, which one, how was it real? What was real? Right. Okay, but I, that I can do. Because in her other book with the prison girl, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, at the end, like, it was sort of, like, left up to interpretation, like, what you think. Really right. Happened. I mean, I was fine with that. The uh, the newest one that she wrote, I forget what that we was. We Nova. The Wolves. Yeah, A Room Away from the Wolves. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I don't even know. Like, I don't know who was dead, who was alive, who, if, is anyone alive, or are they all dead? Right, right. What? What happened? How do you get out of there? Why are they flipping over fences? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> understand that book like I don't get it yeah I mean I don't know I, I feel like yeah that's I don't know line between like leaving that like not being dumbing down your books to your audience and telling them every last thing that happened and like not telling them enough there's like a yeah. line there you can't just yeah. leave it all up to my interpretation you wrote the book you tell yeah something right yeah I mean I feel like she walks it better Kurtigich walks the line a little bit better. Yeah, but I really like am drawn to her. Like I've liked every book yeah. covers I've read. I feel like you let me borrow in the trees crept in, but I don't think I ever read it. Oh, I, I did, or yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Uh, did I give it back to you? I love this book. Uh-huh. I'm wondering why it's marked want to read on my Goodreads since I well, definitely read it. I'll bring it to DC if I find it while I'm sorting. Like, it's I fine. I didn't get the black yet. No, it's fine. You can keep it. Um, no, I don't need it. Uh, so anyways, this book came out today. So I'm excited about, like, to see what happens with it. I like the cover. I do too. I like upside down. Yeah, things. I think it looks cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm watching the third season of Riverdale with Cole because he, like, is obsessed. And That's we, amazing. I love that. Yeah, so it just came out on Netflix. So we didn't watch it like throughout the year. We just like it's like a it's sort of become like our school's over like tradition to binge watch Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, so like halfway through, and um, it's like I'm like almost done with Riverdale now. It's like getting so stupid. <laughs> it started. How out are so you not good. already done with but it? But it started out really good. It started out like very teenagery, high school. Oh, there's a murder. Let's solve it. Like I like that. Now it's like oh, we're gonna have like. Archie's in a baby fight club. Nancy Drew is starting, and that looks to be, like, basically Riverdale, so you can just watch that one. Wait, Josie has her own show, too, coming up. There's a new Josie and the Pussycats? I don't know if it's Josie and the Pussycats. 
Josie's leaving Riverdale to be in a show as Josie. I would watch that. Right. I like Josie. Josie's my favorite character <laughs> in the series because she's the only one in the damn series that doesn't do stupid shit. Like, she's not like, oh my god, like, she's just like, I want to be a singer. Okay, that's realistic. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. Like, she's not like, I'm going to be like a mafia boss. <laughs> like, I'm going to open a speakeasy <laughs> at 17. No, you're not. <laughs> so <coughs> I'm like, it's just getting too ridiculous. I understand it's like comic. It's like a, based on a comic. And so they're like allowed to like take some. That comic was fairly short. I think they've like gone well past uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there was like, I don't think there was a fight club in it. Apparently, the show is about a group of aspiring artists from Riverdale try to make it on Broadway. Oh, interesting. Now, let me know if and when they decide to make the Jughead Werewolf show, because <laughs> that. I mean, I like Jughead. Oh my god, did I tell you guys about the convention that I worked, where the, him and uh, Archie were at? No! Yeah, so... No? Did you meet them? No. I mean, I... Well, I was randomly standing next to Cole, mm -hmm. and uh, I looked, like, I looked next to me, and then I went, right, you're not 12 anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, a lot taller than me. I don't know if he's tall. Really? I'm short, so everybody's, like, you know, taller than me, and also, mm -hmm. I'm used to, like, sweet life, and I'm 12, and I'm not that tall, right? Right, but also, like, most, I feel like most male actors celebrities are shorter in person than you expect so i wouldn't assume that an actor is tall but like like tom cruise is like five four right. you would not think, think like oh wow he's tall no, to tom cruise i'm pretty sure he's taller than that i don't know how tall he is i just in your head you get used to somebody being sure a kid, a kid. yeah Sure. So even if you've seen him as a grown-up on something, like, yeah. I don't know. It was just, yeah. it was a weird experience. But anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, in Cole Sprouse's line, some girl, like, hyperventilated. Oh, my God. And they had to, like, oh haul in, like, an EMG, and they had to, like... Oh, my God. They, that girl, whoever that is, if you're listening, you should be really embarrassed for yourself. I think I she was care. a child. I don't care. I think she was little, but, oh, my God, shit. like, freaked out. Like, he had fans. His line went on for days, and his somebody, fans were all, like, 14-year-old girls just freaking out. Somebody needs to sit their kid down and tell them that celebrities are not that big a deal. Like, <laughs> you they'll learn. You don't fucking idolize somebody like that to where you're passing the fuck out. They'll learn. That's cool shit. Wow. Anywho, uh, I just think he's adorable, and Cole is, like, my Michael. He's <laughs> like, ew, Mom, he's in high school. You're not allowed to like him. I'm like, he's, like, 25. <laughs> he's I can a damn like him if I want to. But also, no. Yeah, I 25. I think I was in college when he was on a Disney show. I don't show care. He, he's, like, it, I couldn't be his mother. I couldn't, like, physically be his mother, <coughs> so it's a, it's a fair game. That's true. Number one. Number two, uh, Archie, in real life, has this, like, crazy, thick Australian accent. And it oh, I didn't know he was... Yeah, I didn't either. And then I saw him on, like, a talk show or something, and he was, like, talking all g'day, mate, and shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is weird. It weirds me out whenever... Really I think he's from New Zealand. Because, oh, okay. I like... But, yeah, yeah, no. He definitely has a weird accent. But also, I'm looking up how old um, Cole Sprouse is, and like he's... House, you know, the guy with his house? Yeah, he He has, like, a really thick British, British accent, accent, but, like... Yeah. He has that British accent that I don't like. Like, not the sexy one. Like, he has the one that's, like, 
I don't know if it's like Cockney or something. It's like it's not Cockney. It's not Cockney. Okay, it's like the one that like just irks me. Like okay. when I hear it, I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Like I just think of bad teeth when I hear it. And um, but like in the show, he doesn't like he talks perfect English, like perfect American <laughs> accent. Yeah. Some people so are good with accents. I know. That's like it always surprises me because like people are not. because um, because that's why it surprised me because whenever. Actresses, American actresses try to talk like Madonna and shit, trying to talk British. It's like, no. But yeah. I'm not having it. Sometimes they are good. And sometimes, and sometimes people that are not from America try American accents and you're just like, no, please stop. Stop. Yeah. Please stop. But if I like never knew and they just were good, like good enough that I would never yeah. even suspect. And then they yeah. come onto a talk show and they start talking in this crazy thick accent. I'm like, it like throws me through a loop. Yeah, I always associate actors with the first accent that I heard them Agreed. doing. Yeah, unless you know. it like sounded ridiculous, and you're like, that can't be their real. Yeah, yeah there's some there's some British actors who do American accents where I just think like, no, yeah. like I feel like Daniel Radcliffe's one who I'm like, certain words you definitely cannot get. I feel like. You can always catch it when they over enunciate their R's. Like they're like, remember the R's, remember the R's, remember the R's. Yeah. Yeah, accents are weird. They are. That I'm terrible at them, so anyone oh. who is even passable, I, I give you full right, credit. Me too. I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can pull a little bit of a southern accent and that's it. And that's just because I went to school in the South for four years. Otherwise, nah. Sometimes when I'm angry, I have a Rhode Island accent. That's adorable. I don't know That's what a Rhode Island accent sounds like, but I love it. It's like a weird combination of Boston and New York. It's like more Boston, but... Take it back. That's not adorable. I know. I don't like Boston accent. <laughs> Boston oh. and New York. Nick. It's not cute. It's not cute. It's definitely, like, I feel like it's, like, a stereotype to be, like, I have it when I'm angry because it sounds angry, <laughs> just My in general. My from, like, New Hampshire and Maine and stuff. It's, like, Ugh. always, when I talk, it always, it's always, like, they're asking a question. And I'm just, like, like, everything is, like. I feel like, not that I've met a ton of people from Maine, but I've met a few people from Maine that almost, I don't know, like, they sounded sort of Canadian. Like, yeah. that, 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 like standard Canadian that everybody thinks about. Mm-hmm. It's basically Canada. But Boston, no. Sorry. No. I, I, I just don't. It just it hurts I, my ears. I, I like only it. like it in, like, crime movies. Like, if it's a gangster movie, I want you to have a Boston accent. Is that terrible? You yeah. Should cut this. That's really you should cut that part. So what about you? Um. So I am... I'm not... So I'm actually reading quite a bit right now. I'm reading uh, Experimental Film by Gemma Files. And she is, this is the second book I've read by her. I really like her. Her books are sort of, they're weird. But they're, they kind of have like a dark fantasy feel, a little bit of horror mixed in. But also like she'll randomly throw in like beings from another universe or something. and it's. They're very weird, but I like them. I like their tone. I like their the dark fantasy feel of them. And this one's really good so far. I'm not, I think I'm almost halfway through it. 
And then I'm listening to Medusa Uploaded by Emily Daven Davenport. And it's awesome. It's about these, um, is it new? Uh, 2018. <laughs> so it's about a generational starship and all the people that live on it. Like a, um, it's a very much a, like, a. thanks. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's very much like a caste system with like, the executives are like the royal families at the top, and then the worms are like the the workers and almost like slaves surfs. at the bottom. Yeah, and this girl Oichi is she has um, her dad was a scientist, and he gave her certain like bionic and um, upgrades that give her access to all of these ships and also to this. Um, AI like suit that's mm -hmm. uh the Medusa and she's basically there to she kind of is spies on but also like assassinates executives to get like her to change things kind of behind the scenes to do things that she wants to get things passed like laws passed and to like Ups. she's kind of like rebel rebelling against them but in like a sly like subtle way and it's really really good so far i'm loving it um i'm not really watching that much i've been reading more than watching lately but i did watch the first episode of arc doll chronicles which is sort of like the korean game of thrones Ooh. and it's pretty good it's also based off of like really popular fantasy novels in korea mm -hmm. um and it's got like different races and they're all like warring over you know the land and who gets to rule it um it's it's pretty good so far but i only watched the first episode that's it you should watch good almonds i i am going to uh i think jay and i are going to watch it together which What's is it on why i haven't it's on amazon prime mm -hmm. which is why i haven't watched it yet and then yeah. i also need to watch nosferatu um but oh, is that on? That was filmed in Rhode Island. I didn't know that. But we don't have AMC, so I need somebody's login. Yeah, okay. So that's not on anything. No. Okay. I was like, what's that on? It's on AMC. Yeah, I know, but I was like, what's that on now? Like I didn't no one told me about this. Did you read the I book? I want to see it. No, I haven't read the book. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, is it? Yes, okay. it's so, so, so good. I just don't like Stephen King that much, so I'm like, do I like it? Yeah. It. Honestly, I tried to read a couple of Joe Hill's books and did not like them mm -hmm. and almost gave up on it. And then a friend of mine really pushed Nosferatu on me. Yeah. I was like, fine, and loved it. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Did you read the other next one? There's a sequel? Yeah, isn't there a sequel? I didn't know there was a sequel. Isn't there a sequel to that? I don't know. Hmm. That's why I said I don't know if there's... Oh, okay. I didn't know there was I a sequel. I'm pretty sure there is. Maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn I saw, like, a banner at BEA for it. Oh, did it, like, just come out? Yeah, or it's going to. No, I think it was a banner for the show. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Not according to Goodreads, there's no sequel. Okay, well then it must have just been a banner for the show, but it looked oh. new. Like it looked like, didn't look like this cover, so I thought it was. Yeah, it's probably the TV show tie-in. 
But yeah, I guess. Well, he was there. I figured he had a new book, and then I saw the banner for that, so I assumed there was a new book in that world. But I really liked it, so. Yeah. And I like his uh, graphic novel series, Lock and Key. So I guess I'm just picky about what Joe Hill books are like. Okay. I was just like, eh, you know, Stephen King's weird. Like, I mean, I, hit and miss for me, too. Like, I, I like some of the stuff. Stephen then, King's real hit or miss for me. Right. And then I'm like, do I really want to read his son's books? And I know, like, you know, he got published just because he's bad. He's a good writer. Right. I'm doesn't not always he's not, click. but. Doesn't always click with doesn't me, make but me he wanna, is a good like, writer. It doesn't make me jump up and down. Right. Because his kid wrote a book. You know right. what I mean? Sure. So that's why I haven't even. If you like the show, you can think about it. Right, exactly. I want to see. I was what I was gonna do is try the show. Although I don't know if the show's any good. So because I watched you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but now it made me want to read it. Oh, you is so good. I love Caroline Kepnes. Did you watch the show too? Um, I haven't finished it, but I watched some of it. That it, I stopped watching at a certain point. I was like, they changed something, and I'm not sure how the rest is going to go. And it was like something to do with Peach that really needs to happen to set up later stuff. But Is the second book take place in San Francisco? Or mm-hmm. LA or somewhere like that? Uh, some, some of it. Okay, because that's like the whole second season is supposed to take place like in California. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it does, but then he has to okay. come back for a th- because of a thing that he did in Rhode Island. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe you'll get some... Uh- Which wasn't in the TV show. I feel like they went to, like, Long Island, which made me real pissed. I was going to say, maybe I'll see some landmarks that you recall. Like, I doubt it. Plus, my problem with it was, like, they kept talking about Rhode Island, and they they said Little Compton, which is a place in Rhode Island, and is, like, this weird tucked away beach community, but they said Taylor Swift has a house there, and she doesn't. Taylor Swift's house is in Westerly. Oh, so they got the thing wrong. How do you know this? It's not out yet. Oh, in the book. In the book, yeah. They're talking about the TV show. Plus, plus it was you. That like yeah. this all happened. Like a bunch of stuff happened in Rhode Island, and like, you. Dad lived there or something. Is that what no, was? Peach had a house there. Oh. Peach had like a vacation house there. How do you know that Taylor Swift has a house in Westerly, wherever that is? Uh, do you know how big Rhode Island is? It's very small. Um, also, that makes sense. Like why she was dating that Kennedy boy. Right. Probably. Probably. Um, also, yeah, also, I know it's in Westerly because she built it right next to my favorite beach, and she uh, blocked the access road, and it was, like, a huge deal because they were, like, Rude. she, like, put this fence up so that people couldn't um, get on her property, and it was, like, blocking the the beach access road, and, like, people are pissed and it like the town was suing her yeah going to the beach yeah so i know exactly where taylor swift's house is yeah, well, it's in watch hill 
in case anyone wants to stalk her. Well, it made Not me really, really. want to watch. It made me want to read the book because I love. I watched the show in like one night. It's really good. I loved both books. They were so good. And the so the I listened to the audiobooks. They were fantastic. They're actually narrated by Santino Fontana, who is the voice of Hans in Frozen. And I feel like he just like it definitely well, I mean like it kind of ruined him a little bit for me because he's a serial killer. And but also the, like he does that character really well because it's not like Hans was supposed to be a likable person. So yeah, but like Still weird. I feel like Joe is like Dexter. So yeah, he's a serial killer, but like we like him because he's like telling it. Like I don't like him, but I do yeah, like, him. like I yeah, like, I like. I'm like, yeah, that's disgusting. Like you're killing people, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want him to get caught. Right. And he does a really good job of justifying it in the book. And, like, like you want him, like, you almost yeah. want him to do it when he does it, especially right. with, like, some people. <laughs> and, well, what, what, what perplexes me is that, like, so, I think maybe you told me this. Somebody told me that, like, in the book, there's no Paco or whatever that little boy's name is. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that, for me, was, like, his whole, that was, like, one of his main redeeming factors was like oh, yeah this kid and like he just like wants to help this kid out and blah 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 so he can't get caught because who's this kid gonna like right yeah but if that's not even in there i'm like wondering like he must do a really good job at like talking you into it then yeah no he does yeah well so it's sort of yeah dexter's the same thing like i didn't want dexter to get caught Although Dexter, the books, I might have. Because <laughs> I read the first one and I was like, no. I didn't read any of them. Mm-hmm. I read the first one because I really liked the TV show. and then, But then I read the first book and it was like literally the TV show. Yeah. It was like reading a script of it. Like, Did it come out before? Yeah, way before. Huh. It was like nothing changed at all. <sighs> all right. Well, my computer just told me I'm running out of space. So we should wrap this up. Right. Yeah. So next month, we are continuing our summer at 99 Fear Street with the second horror. We leave the Frasers behind, but meet a new family and see what fate they will suffer. I believe that is all for tonight. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street and you're dead.